Bro, he got two MVPs and a world a championship. It's a political award. It's a political award. It's not political. He's a better player. Imagine he gets first MVP to after his third championship. I don't mean shit. He might be the best power forward all time. That's a close one because you got monsters at the power forward. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the only one I mean, he, he, mentioned is Tim Duncan of this era. Tim Duncan, of this he's era, really played center. Tim Duncan Tim is Duncan better than... Tim Duncan only played power forward with Shaq on the court. Tim Duncan is... And it was David and it was Shaq on the court. Tim Duncan is clearly better than the king. No, he's not. Clearly better. I don't than know if you understand how great Hakeem is. Clearly, Hakeem is the only one. At, at the four, clearly better. Who else? Who else won a championship without another All Star? You said who? Duncan, Duncan. Duncan. Who else? Man? Who else won a championship oh, without another All Star? Okay, All Star is also political. That's more political. Because in the '80s, you can't name me. His four. starting five. It is All Star is political. Five. They Kenny vote Smith, on it. Kenny Smith, right. Bernie Maxwell, Otis Thorpe. I know the whole team. Was it called Herrera? No, it was Mario Mario Elliott. Mario I know the whole team. But then, but this, but, but you, you came out the, you can't name No, Robert Roy, Robert Roy never made an all-star team his whole career. Yeah, but, he got seven rings. He got seven rings. Yeah, but he, he fucked up. He's not even, he's not, he's not thinking. This motherfucker. Because Rob Sampson is an all-star. Think about it. Rob Sampson is an all-star, and he also was a number one option on the team that won the championship. But 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 he was the number one option. See, Akeem wasn't even the number one option in the eighties. I said when who else won it? He wasn't the number one option. To Rob Sampson got hurt. Name the player who won a championship with no other all-stars on the team that year. Name nigga Isaiah Thomas. He had Dumars. Dumars and become an all-star to the nineties. The motherfuckers on the goddamn Rockets never became all stars. First of you all, can't name one ninety-four. Vernon Maxwell is all star caliber, but he was beating up fans and getting in fights all the time. That's why he didn't make an all star team. Nah, he wasn't. No, no, he wasn't. Vernon Maxwell was a killer. No, no, no. Kenny Smith got all star weekend. Y'all, y'all sleeping on Vernon, man. Yeah, that was what. You sleeping on Ginobili? Ginobili's an international all all time talent. Who's that? Manu Ginobili is uh, an international But this is far from talent. the argument of the Tony first. Tony Parker is an international Giannis's first talent. six years in the league. Tony Parker was a better point guard than Steve Giannis's Giannis. first six years in the league, he, he is better. He, he called one he, time I said he that he's better. better than he James called Barry Worthy. Davis and, and on the phone. And Barry was like, better than the king. Yeah, Tony was better. Tony Parker was Tony Parker was better than Steve Nash. And Tim Duncan had him in his whole career. Steve Nash got a lot of help, man. He had played. We can't do that. But we can't do that. Tony Parker led the Hey Frank. Can't do that. Tony Parker led the league in paint scoring during Shaq's prime. Good point. You're right. But why? But he's not saying why. Because he can get to the basket time he wanted. Come on, bro. He's seven feet tall. Are you gonna help? Are you gonna help? On Duncan, or are you just going to give him? Or are you going to so give him a contested layup? So you're not helping off Duncan. Duncan. You're not switching off Duncan to stop Parker. So John Stockton, it's four motherfuckers yeah. in the lane waiting for Giannis to come down, and they came. No, it's not four motherfuckers waiting. You have middle team. He don't you fuck can't. with non-foundational okay, black This is what you can do. Players, pull up a video of Giannis going to the lane and not and, and him in the paint uh, packing in. He's always they. they you he's have to. In. He's taking people off the one person because you have a stick to Middleton, you got a stick to Drew Holiday, no, you got a stick to Lopez. You're not you're not helping. Not. You're not helping off Holiday Lopez. Yes, you are. Or, it didn't yeah. happen. What y'all Bro, I can show you. They did. <laughs> they weren't helping. That's why he got 51. They were staying home with those guys. He was getting one-on-one matchups. 
The nigga just don't like him, so he's switching up shit. No, no, no. I'm giving you a stream of consciousness. You got to come with my consciousness. Nah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm giving a fuck about life. Jesus, me. I don't like none of these No, things, but man. you're not so looking at Giannis right, bro. If we pull up the game five highlights, we're not going to see nobody else. I said, there. watch the goddamn game, you lazy motherfuckers. I'm not, see, this the thing. Ain't nobody lazy. He's 26 with two MVPs. Listen to me, though. 26 with two MB MVPs in the championship. Michael Jordan didn't have that. At 26, yeah, only other player. But who? What other 26-year-old besides maybe a Wilt Chamberlain is more accomplished than where Giannis is right now? What's accomplished because of a, a, an award that a political award that's making him accomplished? He led his team to a championship, bro. He got you know one. I just said he watched. He watched huh? 48 minutes. He got one. He got one. He got one I'm plus two MVP. I'm giving him the championship. He man. might be the most decorated player at his age ever in the NBA. So you saying better than Kobe at twenty six? He's different than Kobe. We're not. We can, Kobe no. Kobe he's better. He's better than. He's better than Akeem, and he's better than James Worthy at twenty six. If we're gonna have, if we gonna have a logical, if no, because you're comparing a guard no, to a big man. You bring it, no, no, you bring in the MVP. This not logical. What you're you saying? You MVP. I'm not. I'm. Oh yeah, I went back and watched it. Oh, okay, I know you was. No, I go back and watch basketball. I love basketball. It's chess to me. Uh, niggas get... Like, you like, I'm just making sure. You fans. I, I know we were having... stuck in that bullshit narrative. When game five happened. You know they have NBA... We walked into 5150 and glitter was coming down. You know they have... You know they have NBA TV, right? Where the, the next morning you can watch the game, right? Okay. So you see, real basketball fans. You watch it the next morning. This nigga like, let me see what you chose me to watch. I'm just saying. You said... I'm going to base my whole judgment off for some editors. Show me and send it to Give me a real logical... Reason outside outside of this narrative that you keep painting about the league being more physical in the eighties. Give me well, you're saying that the reason you think you told me the other day. You told me the other day the reason you think that James Worthy is better than Giannis is because it was more physical in the eighties. And Giannis doesn't play physical basketball. Relative to the style of play. Right. Relative to the style of play. Somebody somebody audio going. Somebody audio going. Is that mine? No, it's not mine. Oh, that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. Where they had magic and You can't compare. You can't compare second and third options to first options. That's why when you make the Steve Nash versus uh, Tony Parker comparison, yeah, Tony Parker is one of the best point guards to ever play basketball, but he loses points not being the number one he option on, the, on his team. The no, pressure. Well, I will pull up the interview with Jerry, Greg Popovich in 2007 saying we switched uh, the number one option to Tony Parker because it's too, it better suits our system. And Tim Duncan even came out and said, when they won a 2008 championship, uh, that's the reason why uh, Tony uh, Parker was finally. So you taking point Tony Parker over Tim Duncan in 2007? I'm, take, I'm taking over Nash. So what happened when he went to the Hornets? I'm taking it over Nash. What happened when he went to the Hornets? What happened when Nash when he went to the? Let's go to Nash's first Nash's, years. Where, where, Nash's yeah, let's go to Nash in Dallas. That nigga had Dirk, Michael yeah. Finley. Okay. That nigga uh -huh. had an All Star team and couldn't get back well, second round. Nigga, do you know what the league was like in 2000? In the West. 2007. Nigga, I don't give a fuck. Do you know what the league was like in 2007? He had Nick Van Nexu. He had Johnson coming off behind him. He had Michael Finley when Michael Finley was still an All-Star. Remember when Michael Finley was still an All-Star? He had all that. Then niggas took him back second round. It wasn't until he got to that damn Tony offense, which artificially inflates numbers. No. Chris Duhon had 25 assists in that argument boo-boo. Michael Finley was an all-star? Yes, look it up, nigga. But Michael Finley... You don't know no shit about Primo talking. But no. I'm not going to talk to a nigga who's two front teams facing each other. 
No two front teeth are having a meeting right now. Nigga, two front teeth. Hold on, nigga. Hold on. You over talking the bullshit points. You made it. You made it. Bullshit point. This nigga got the playbook and got mad he didn't have no pictures of food in it. That's a bullshit point because this is two times in a basketball argument. This two times in a basketball argument that he's comparing. Third and fourth options on a team to number one option. You, you brought up James Worthy, who's never been a number one option for a full season in his career, and you brought up Tony Parker, and you compared him to Steve Nash and Giannis. You can't compare niggas. Tony Parker was no. the number one Tony option. Parker didn't have to show up. No. Tony Parker didn't. Tony, okay, listen to Tony Parker. Can I get my shit off? No, you not. No. <laughs> get my shit off. No. <laughs> you can't get my shit off, bro. I don't understand the logic in comparing people who aren't dependent upon to lead a team every night to players who don't have that pressure. Milwaukee got to the finals with Giannis on the bench. It is a different level of expectations for, it, for number one versus number three. Most de- ja- James Worthy is definitely an all-time great. He's not top 50 anymore. He was top 50 in 96. But now there's he's about top seventy now, top seventy five. He's out the top hundred. He knows he's in top seventy. He's out the top hundred, bro. LeBron James. He oh we don't we talking about small forward, right? Okay. Okay, so since then he's fire Small forward is a little is a little deep. So so we go small forward. Since then we've seen the likes of Grant Hill, McGrady, LeBron, James, Carmelo Anthony. Who like Carmelo? But no, he's better than James Worthy. Oh, of course. Um, of course. So, who, I mean, there's a few people that I'm missing, I right? Top 70, top 75. No, he can't be in the top, unless we're picking more. We're kicking them white boys out from the 50s, nigga. Not what, who? Dirk. Dirk? Nigga. You know who I'm kicking out? Who? Them white boys from the 50s. John Havlicek and them motherfuckers. <laughs> they got to get the fuck up out of here. John Havlicek played in the 70s. He, he got to go. He got to go. Bill Walton got to go. KG. Bill Walton should never even been in that motherfucker. KG is definitely. He's a power forward. Well, he's not even close on the list of power forwards. KG? No, uh, James Worthy wouldn't make the top. See, the power forward position didn't really get great into the 90s. Chris Webber brought that. Damn, we didn't even mention Chris Webber. Yeah, Chris, Chris Webber brought in that class. Chris Webber, Derek Coleman, they brought in that class of power forward that was shooting 24. Derek Coleman, and you're shoot. right. Yeah, Derek right. Coleman and Chris Webber. Well, you know, Derek Coleman. You're forgetting about somebody. Who? You're forgetting about Bob McAdoo. Bob McAdoo led the league in scoring uh, several years, thir- was, 30 plus. No, no, I'm not forgetting him. He yeah. was great. All I'm saying is when Derek Coleman came in and Chris Webber, that brought in that point. Well, dribbling. Yeah, Bob yeah, McAdoo that, was a stretch four. Yeah, and it yeah. changed the game. That brought in KG. That brought in Dirk. That brought in you know, you know who had game Bernard. at the power four? Who? Bernard had game. <laughs> and then there's somebody else that people don't give a lot of credit to because because he didn't sustain it for a long time, but he had the revolutionary type game, is Gatling. Chris Gatling. Chris Gatling. That nigga could hoop. And he was putting it on the floor. He had real game. And another person that people don't give a lot of credit to is Rodney Rogers. Oh, Rodney Rogers. Rodney Rogers. He's that stretch. He was that undersized stretch power forward. He's built like Zion, but with a jumper. Yeah. He gets forgotten, especially because of his accident, too. Yeah. Active. You could talk. When, when, yeah, I want people to hear you, man. So, no, we got we got a specialist. We, we got two. Blaze ain't a guest no more. Yeah, Blaze ain't no goddamn guest no more. Yeah, yeah. Man, no, I'm just you saying. You feel me now, nigga. Yeah. So, we, we, we. No, I've since, uh, 
since his accident, he's probably going quiet, but he is a great great comparison to uh, Zion Williamson. Definitely. Roddy sure. Rogers, yeah. He and he's like, from that region, too. Wake Forest area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Larry Johnson. Oh, Grandmama. That's another nigga who... Grandmama Larry Johnson. That's another motherfucker uh-huh. who don't... I mean, if, if, if that bat. He, had no, he only had like three injury-free seasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was cold early. His game never really kind of like developed, but he 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 was cold. Never fully he, yeah, but he had a lot of Charles Barkley in him because he was yeah. a bully on that on the block. But man, we got go ahead. Y'all said Rodney Rogers was like Zion. Yeah, definitely. He was big like Zion, mobile, built like Zion, athletic like Zion. But at the time, the game wasn't evolving evolved enough to let him, yeah, do, his let him do his thing. There was a lot of players who, if they would have played in this and era, yeah, he was. He was, he was. Like um, Nick Van Exel, uh, uh, Chris Jackson, a.k.a. Abdul Rauf. Them as niggas, if they play now, keep they same game, but the game wasn't ready for them. Coaches would be like, man, you can't be shooting from way out there. What you doing? If Zion played like Rodney Rogers, Zion would be fucking trash. Like, Zion and Rodney Rogers, that's two different. That's two different. No, it's not. Bro. What do you mean? Both lefties, both 6'8", both, both like 270, both with major bounce, except Zion Rodney Rogers actually had more more offensive yeah. game than Zion. Not off the dribble, but he could shoot better. He had a nice touch. He had some good seasons. It's just the game wasn't evolved at that point where they would let him be a... I don't, I don't know what happened with his career, but I just feel like the game yeah, wasn't that, ready. Theo Radoff was another one like that. He said he couldn't really shoot. Well. Yeah, he couldn't like, shoot, he but he was a good shot blocker. It was a few... That, that's a good comparison. That's like comparing Todd to Master Splinter. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the same thing. It's about the same thing. I'm about to get up. Oh, ball. you know... No, but he's after Chris Webber. But, man, we got a guest, man. I want everybody, uh, you know, to clap your hands up, man. You know, I, I met him through Dewan. Dewan, go ahead. You do that introduction, man. <laughs> yeah, we got a friend from the barbershop up in this motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, 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 and I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you came down, Fred, because you talk a lot of boxing. Yeah. And you talk about business. Yeah. And you talk, talk about the business of boxing, the right. contracts. And that's what I've always appreciated about your channel. Thank you. Because a lot of people only want to keep it on a service level, left hook, right jab. Mm-hmm. And you're like, nigga, your contract. Hey, <laughs> right. you making no money. <laughs> right. Because we always see, because, like, you know how it is. We all grew up watching sports. It's hard seeing your favorite athlete, you know, when they grown down and deprived and broke. You know what I mean? And you see it happen over and over and over again. So one thing I like about your channel is you explain why that happens. Mm-hmm. And you help explain to fighters how to get around that. And you got a new movie coming out. Right. You know what I mean? Or it just came out. August 5th. August 5th. August 5th. So yeah. tell them who you are. Tell them about the, the Lions Den boxing community uh-huh. and tell them about your movie. What's up? Yeah, I, thank you for having me, Dewan. And uh, yeah, so I'm Frederick Hawthorne and I have a, a YouTube channel called Barbershop Conversations. And, and basically it's a filter-free platform where you can talk shit and swallow spit every night, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And, and what I attempt to do is use the boxing as the candy and the elevation of the conversation as the medicine. Right. You know what I mean? Similar to what y'all do. Y'all crack jokes and then like, I texted you the other week when you was like, ignorance is expensive when y'all wasn't here talking about right, that. Right, yeah. right, right, and, right. And so that's the, so that's the pace and the frequency in which I, uh, in which I want to talk. And you mentioned uh, Lions Den Boxing Community. It's mm-hmm. basically an all, all black media coming together as a conglomerate force these old white motherfuckers out right basically you know what i mean yeah. and uh and, and, and we do it by any means necessary you know what i mean we, we black we strong we melanated and and we don't 
you ain't got to go to Harvard to come come fuck with us. You know what I mean? Right. You ain't got to go to Yale. You know what I mean? Uh, you can be a recovering drug addict. You can be me, a college-educated man, anywhere in between across that spectrum, and you, and you have a voice. You know, if you pay $10 for a ticket, you have a voice. You know what I mean? If you pay for gas, popcorn, and all, you have a voice. And what and what a lot of times the business of boxing want to do is just wash us away. You know what I mean? The Mexicans are the greatest fans in the world. Right. The UK fans are the greatest fans in the world. But how that black fighter came to be, it was black people and the amateurs supporting him. Right. Black people supporting him when he was 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, 4-0. And then when he came to the world, they said, oh, the Mexicans love you. Right. No, I think mean, we've been down with you from day one. Right. But they don't want that. Similar, similar to boxing, what they do with Allen Iverson. They don't want that frequency because if they allow that frequency in, they lose control. Right, right. You know what I mean? And and so that's my platform and uh, the film Nine Wives. Uh, it's uh, uh, got the beautiful Brianna Michelle behind me. She's the lead. And uh, uh, it's just a hell of a film about uh, a conversation between one of Elijah Muhammad's wives and Elijah yeah. Muhammad. Right. And, uh, Oh, they bagging it. They bagging what they said. Oh, they kill it. They kill it. Oh, it's okay. That's cool, too. That's cool, too. I'm going to the chat, too. So it's just a great film. comes out August 5th. So it's a feature film? Short film. Short. About 15 minutes. Okay. 15 minutes. So judging on what you just told me about it, it must be a lot of sex scenes in this movie. I'm saying if it's a movie about Elijah Muhammad, he was fucking. He was, <laughs> he was fucking, you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> the reason why the movie is made because there was a lot of sex scenes. <laughs> yeah, that's got me a part of And I know you don't want to, ooh, shit. Uh-huh. I know you don't want to get her in and talk about it, but like. One thing I said I appreciate about your channel because we always talk about what sports needs to do. Right. You guys are actually doing it. Like I was, I was just happened to be listening to a show about a month ago and Errol Spence just called in. You know what I mean? Right. You uh, when Deontay Wilder talks, he calls you. Mm-hmm. And I saw that dude. Uh, was it? Was it? Was not Ray Flo? What was that dude on ESPN? Yeah. ESPN kind of had some salty things to say about you. Right. How did, did it feel? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, How did it feel? I'm, I'm probably give me number one because I'm, for lack of a better term, I'm really that nigga. Like for example, if. Deontay Wilder, no, no matter who it is in boxing, I can get a hold of. And what I did, I didn't value my credential. Right. I valued my relationships with the fighters. Right. You get what I'm saying? And what they want you to do is lean on them. I, I'm not leaning on them because I've been laid off fire and I know the game. Right. A white man will only use you as far as he can use you. Right. You get what I'm saying? Well, explain that because a lot of people don't understand the puppetry um, that has overtaken their minds. They think that the things they, that they are doing are reflective of being a good person. And, oh, no, no, no. You know, so how can somebody recognize that in them if they're a little bit, uh, if they're a puppet? How can they recognize that? Um, it, it's, it's really simple, man. They, um, they want to use, when you're black in boxing in terms of media, they want to use you to facilitate their product. Right. The moment you take ownership of your intellectual capital and your relationship, your problem. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because if, if I can holler at Deontay Wilder and they're not getting any clicks on it, they're not making any money on it, then they got to use my quotes. And guess what? I get bigger. Right. You know, and then the separation of power gets stronger and right. stronger and right. stronger. And now we're looking at 2021, 2022. I think I'm, 
I mean, top five voices in boxing. I mean, hands yeah. down, you know, definitely, and definitely. no matter what, you know. Yeah, ESPN yeah. was salty when Wilder oh, came yeah, here yeah, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Uh, yeah. I, talk about that. Oh yeah. Oh, so so what happened was, I knew Deontay Wilder was coming to town, and me and D got a great relationship. I mean, he has a house not too far from here, and um, and I've literally always developed my relationships with him. And so he's coming to town, and I was like, D, I uh, oh thank you. I'm uh, I know you got your press conference. Can we, can we do an interview? Ah, oh, shit, no problem. So what he did at the at the press conference was he didn't talk to the white media. Yeah, yeah. And so you know what he did was you know what Andre Ward did? He blamed it on the headphones. Oh, uh, you know, the headphones. You just but Andre Ward's a company man. Yeah. You know, I'm big time company man. Great boxer, company man. And so what he did was he left the press yeah. conference yeah. and uh, he he said Fred. I'm in room 1205. Holler at me. Andre Ward did. No, not Andre uh, Ward. Me and Andre yeah, Ward, uh, me, yeah. we, we go tit for tat. We go blow for blow. And, uh, but uh, Deontay Wilder said, right, right. holler at me. Text me, 1205. I was up there in 10 minutes. We hung out three hours. You yeah. know what I mean? And and it's the relationship building. You know what I mean? Like, you're, like if, if he interviews with me, we're going to get conversations about playing basketball in the backyard with your father and developing fatherhood. Right. As opposed to... Right, left jab, right cross. Yeah. Uh, what, what is Tyson feel? What you gonna do different? You know, it's the it's the whole man. Right. You know what I mean? And and I don't think that ESPN or even PBC can pull that. Right. You know what I mean? Because at the end, because the first thing you got to be in life is a man. Right. You know what I mean? Man. And, and 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 I. Well, think some of these motherfuckers starting off as women. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're trying to get that easy house. Yeah, they're trying to get that easy house. But yeah, go ahead, my man. No, and, and, and that's just simply it, man. And, and I think Deontay Wilder is a man's man. You know what I mean? And he loves the melanin that's that's on his skin and in his skin, and, and right. he and he wears it on his sleeve every chance he gets. You know, like like he didn't win the fight. But that is the greatest ring entrance for you, 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 and me in the in the history of the sport of boxing. Right, right. You know, I mean, the last time we seen that was Ali Bumbaye. Right, you right. You know what I'm saying? And I think that should be celebrated. You, you know? know who has some good ring entrances, though? I'm going to play devil's advocate. And press not saying. Press not saying. for you, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know, yeah I know. that carpet was pretty yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Who else yeah. has some uh, fire? It was somebody else had Macho, some. Did he? Yeah. It was another black fighter that had Broner. Broner. Asian Broner has some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pops brushing his hair. Yeah. You know, African. I'm a. I'm the can man. I beat Africans, Mexicans. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nigga had something yeah. going yeah. if he would have stayed. That's 135, 140 Broner. Yeah. 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 We still a hall. He's a hall of famer. He's the first battle hall of famer at 135. Yes. Oh, that's a fact. And maybe 142. 140. He carried the power. You never see nobody walk him at 140. 140. Only at 147. Good point. Good point. Yeah, he he wanted. I was to, like that fight when he beat Pauli Malnagy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I took, took your, your belt and your girl. <laughs> you don't seem to be big on Broner. No, like, oh. I love Broner. Okay. Me and Broner have a great relationship, man. I, I was the I was the one. I was really the one with Agent Broner holding him accountable. Right. Like every time I would grab his ass by the hands, like you know what Al Heyman is literally trying to do for you, man. because they put him in a region where boxing wasn't there in the Midwest. Right. You know what I mean? From D.C. to Ohio. And and me and Adrian Brown always had a love hate relationship, but he knew I always loved him. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And 
and he just it never clicked with him. Right. It never clicked, and and I don't want that to happen to Tank Davis. Yeah. So that I think Tank Davis is special. In, he's in terms special, of the, but the relatability factor. No, he's definitely special, uh -huh. but he is with the bullshit. He is with yeah. the bullshit. He's really a street he's nigga. Yeah. He, he will, really will shoot you. Yeah. Right. I know. He will not llama fucker. See, that's what I'm saying. People don't really get with boxing. Uh -huh. A lot of these niggas really come from nothing. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So don't think they rappers where when you when you hear them tripping and doing certain shit that they just trying to, you know, do. Didn't, a lot of these niggas have shot motherfuckers and yeah, beat up right. people and they right. grow up in broken homes. So well, they coming up getting money, beating people up. I mean, like that's that's the ultimate. I think Tank got ego. caught with a gun at like a weigh-in or something yeah. weird like that. Real <laughs> spit. Yeah. Like, oh, you are you a half pound overweight? Yeah. <laughs> but in my opinion, <laughs> my opinion, I, I've never seen nobody in the lightweight division that hit that hard. He's the hardest hitting lightweight. Yeah, I mean, he's special. But talk about why his boxing skills are so underrated because a lot of things that he executes in his knockouts, the setup is beautiful. He'll spend rounds setting some shit up. That uppercut when he knocked old boy out, he had been setting that up for three, four rounds. I think his speed is his best attribute. Yeah. What would you say? Who's telling the story? Okay, I mean, yeah. That's why. Right, you're right. That's why. Floyd ain't got no power, but no one's ever walked him down. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And Definitely. That's, and that's the key. You know, who's telling the narrative? And I think with Tank Davis, he, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's understanding that yet. Right. Because I think Leonard Elby and Floyd Mayweather are still playing those both sides of the fence games. So right. it's not really like no no bravado there. Let's get this money. Let's rob the bank. Let's get the bag. Right. You know what I mean? They're not really dabbing in the culture and character. I would say, but but it, it, it comes to who's telling the story, right? You know right. what I mean. And they want him to be Mike Tyson. That's why they're projecting him as that, right? You understand? You understand Definitely. the mindset? Definitely. Oh, he's Mike Tyson. He ain't got no brain. He right. got power, yeah. but he ain't got no brain. You know, and, and I think that's the key. That's great. Yeah. You know, but well, that's the dog whistle. Yeah, that's the dog whistle. So all Mike Tyson fans, knockouts are everything. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? So and he does violently knock people out. Very similar. To Mike, to Mike. Yeah. I think Devin Haney, I think Devin Haney is the future. Yeah. How you feel about be. that? He could be. I think Devin Haney is quite special, man. I, I, I think him and his dad has one of the better relationships in boxing, have a great relationship with Team Haney. Uh, I think the long end of it, I think Devin may end up being the best. Right. I don't think no one, if they fight each other, no one goes unscathed. Right. But in terms of longevity, you know, he's more twitchier. He has a... He has a higher aptitude. You right. Know? Demeanor. You have yeah, him demeanor. over Shakur? I do. You, you do? I feel like Shakur is, I, I like Shakur a lot, but I, I don't feel like Shakur is going to go past 140. You don't think so? No, nah, I feel like, I, I, I don't think he'll go to 147. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I, he, he, you know, he hit like Paulie Malignaggi. Uh, <laughs> him and Devin has that problem. They ain't got their grown but, strength. Yet. Right. But Dev, Devin Haney actually has power. But I feel like being raised by Floyd's father, he he's so technically sound that he don't even he's not even think, like knock he don't give a fuck about the knockout. I mean, because he started in that last fight against Lenoris, he started walking Lenoris down. That's what he yeah. got caught. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like he was you know playing. He was in there taking care of business. He just he just caught one of them things. Yeah. I like how he got caught and responded to it. You know yeah. what I mean? I love to see that. As far as longevity goes, when you get caught like that at this point in your career and you survive it, that has equity. Right. You know, through your right. career, something you can pull back on if he does end up fighting Tank. You right. know what I mean? Right. Do you, 
do you do you think that Crawford signing back to top rank is a cool move? Slave. It's modern day slavery. He's an indentured servant. You know, I mean, I t listen. I told Terrence Crawford this four years ago, and he said, "Fuck you." I, 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 no, I'm being one hundred. He said, "I don't fuck with you." But I told this nigga that can, can we can go there. Okay, all right. All right. I know we can. But you I, call him a dumb nigga if you want. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, you gotta wait for Santa House to take his coat off. You know what I mean? You gotta ask. You know? And, uh, but uh, but um, I told him this three years ago. And you know what? You know what Bob Arum did? What? Who's a great ally of mine? Right. I done cursed Bob Arum out. He done cursed me out. Like for real, for real. Me and Bob Arum done go to blows. You know what Bob Arum did? Did the white man trick? I'ma hire your friends. Right. I'ma give Bomac a, a commentary deal. I'ma give you dates for all your sea level fighters. And Bomac, see now Bomac is in bed with both of them now. So now we're talking more intricate details yeah. because I mean that's good business for Bob Arum. Great business, great business. Great so business. I was saying that because a lot of people in our community, and I mean I'm such a fan of Al Heyman. Mm -hmm. I, on the outside, I'm looking looking in. I'm like, if I'm a black fighter, I got to sign with Al Heyman. Sign, sign. But a lot of people look at Terrence Crawford differently. He's personally my favorite fighter, mm -hmm. but people they don't know those details. Right. Those are important right. details. Right. Yeah. Mm. I think that's probably where Al lost the, the, the bid. Or did Al not want him, or do you think that... I, no, he, I don't even think they even negotiated. And, and that's the clip, and that's the point about it. I knew his contract was up. You get what I'm saying? Right, Just right. because I, I know that I know that I know, right? And so I made it my point, knowing that he's one fight away from re-signing. I, I, I paid close attention to him, and I did a lot of videos on Terrence Parker, teaching him the game. The only thing he heard was, I think Spence can beat you. Right. He didn't hear Cotto. He didn't hear Mikey Garcia. Right. He didn't hear Floyd Mayweather. He didn't and the list goes on and on and on. All he heard was Earl Spence can beat you. And ever since then he's like, Fuck you, Fred, I don't fuck with you. And I'm like, that's cool. But yeah. now you're now you're stuck in the margin where now your core fans looking at you like you're a fool now. Because you're literally letting this white man compare you to a mansion in Beverly Hills. Right. An inanimate object. Right, right. You know right, what I mean? Right. Talk about that. Yeah, because yeah, didn't, didn't Bob Arum say, with all the money I lost on Terrence Crawford, I could, I could build a mansion in Beverly Hills? Build a mansion in Beverly And that was before Terrence resigned with him, that right? don't make Spence better than uh, Crawford no, because Bob Arum is disrespecting him. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 I didn't say it makes Spence better than him. I, I said that makes him a bad businessman to resign yeah, to, yeah. for the person that's responsible for your money to say that about you. Right. And right. you resigned, but it's, you don't like him because he signed back with Bob. I don't Aaron. like him because it was, I don't like him be, because he didn't sign back with Bob Brown because Bob's been fucking him for like seven years. Oh, oh Bob is going. Bob has been fucking. I, I don't like seeing black men get fucked. You saying like Bob Brown is gay? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man! Hey, funny thing. Funny thing about being gay. I, I didn't had. Uh, I didn't had conversations. My my conversations with Bob Brown is so cool. We didn't had conversations about him having orgies with Ali. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, like he said he said I woke up, it was four days later. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, oh me and Bob are cool. Like this how cool Bob and I are. I said Bob. Do I might not talk to you after that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to his interviews with Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His interviews with Bob be dope. Me and Bob are cool. So it's possible that Ali hit some white pussy. Oh yeah. Ali was married to a white bitch. Ali was married. He was married to a white girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Ali married a white woman. So okay, like one one of his one of his wives. What one of white one was? I saw on his doctor. One of them was white. Was she Muslim? I don't know what her religion was, nigga. Fucking Muslims. 
Uh, the fuck? Big nasty. Man, I ain't nobody talking about This big nasty. If it's anywhere off base, he gonna find it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Okay, so that's a close relationship. Oh, me and Bob are super cool. You interview him like once a month. Yeah. I mean, we so cool that that I told him, I said, Bob, listen. I said, I said these white girls are cool. But I think we need a black ring girl. 30 days later, a black ring girl pops up. Wow. I mean, me and Bob are super cool, man. Like, I mean, and, and, and it go, the reason why is because it goes back to Timothy Bradley. Me and Timothy Bradley, not me and Timothy Bradley, but Timothy Bradley is an Indio. That, people say people mistake y'all for each other. No, no. His head is like three inches wide. Come on, man. Head. Like 147 with my head. Yeah. DeWine, you see his leg, he ain't supposed to be that big. His leg. DeWine used to be buff, he just melted. Yeah. <laughs> Ty, used to, Ty used to be funny, he just got a reality check. I'm a fucking personal. I'm a fucking You had to put on. I stay rocking the headband. I stay rocking the headband. My nigga just came from my nigga. My nigga Blaze just came from crossing guard practice. Practice. You don't want to put a blow with you. Put your stuff. Very important job. You gotta wear the white gloves at practice. You know, suicides and everything. Man. I'm holding my sign like a player, man. <laughs> <laughs> you guys come on this way. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so Bob, what Don King? Yeah, where is he in all this? Don King is, I mean, he's trying to get back in the game, but I don't think he has the energy. Yeah. You know, I used to work for Don King's newspaper, uh, uh, the Calling Post. Is it Calling Post? And uh, I mean, those are some great stories too, man. You know. He had like a warehouse with a press and all that type yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah. Don yeah. King was he understood it. If I control the narrative and control the fighter, you can't do nothing with me. Wow. You get what I'm saying? Like he understood how important media was. I remember I'm I'm I'm, I'm talking to Don King, and uh, we were going into a fight. We were going into the uh, Remains to Burn fight. Right. And people were scalping tickets against Wilder. No, it was against uh, Ariola? Ari Chris Ariola at the uh, USA. USA, USA, and uh, he said someone was talking about scalping tickets. How that's Don King? You can't scalp. He says, "Man, listen, if y'all not making no money, I'm not making no money." Right. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the guy yeah. he was. You know? Damn. Uh -huh. That's crazy. Well, you know how it, scalping Chris Ariola is diverting. <laughs> Right. You trying to double for this shit, nigga? Right. Oh my god. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so. I never knew he owned his own paper. That's something. Yeah, I know Don is a hell of a businessman. He this nigga Craig volunteered his nose as a speed bag one time. That motherfucker told Don, "I'm gonna lean over and they can just." <laughs> All right, but look. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, so so, what what was the most important thing you learned working for Don King? Um, 
stay black. You know, like Don King is is really. I mean, he talk he plays the game publicly, but he's really like uh, uh, really? be yourself. Yeah, be yourself. You know what I mean? And Don King was always always himself. He cheap now. Don't right. get me wrong. Like he he's real shrewd and he's real cheap, but be yourself. You know, uh, and, and it's just a great experience that I had both dualities. You know, I had Bob Arum on, on one end and Don King on the other end. You know. <laughs> And uh, I, I think that's why I still have good relationships with both of them because I, I remain true to myself. You know, if I didn't know, I asked. Right. You know, I'm not the guy. Oh, I'm too afraid to ask, or you know, stuff like that. Right. So, so, what do you think is the most important thing for an up and coming fighter to be knowledgeable of, so you don't be put, put be put in a position like a Terence Crawford or who else is somebody that really doesn't have control of their career? But it's an exceptional talent. What's that boy with Eddie Hearn's little boy? Uh, Anthony Josh. Dillian White. Dillian White. Dillian White. I mean, he Why called him a slave that? on the DS. Yeah, know? he called him shit. Right. But that's one thing I like about young Devin Haney is he owns his situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. early he understands the importance of the mm-hmm. business aspect of right. it. You know what I'm saying? So what... How do, how do I not be Terrence Crawford if I'm if I'm a great fighter? Like how how am I in a position of power where I can be a Floyd? Mm-hmm. Simple, man. You you got to get the information before you throw before you throw your jab. You got to get the information. And, and and the sad truth about it is boxing is a poor man's sport. Right. No one's gonna say you know what? I think I want you to stutter by the time you're 32. We gonna get into boxing. You get what I'm saying? No one says that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so. At the end of the day, I, I think boxing is really a poor man's sport up here. And a poor man's sport here. So right. so I think you gotta you gotta be intellectually savvy. Right. You know what I mean? You ain't gotta go to the library and although you should, but there's a lot of information out there. And now now boxing is pretty much global and on endless platforms. It's right. easy to get the information now. Right, right. You know? And uh that, that that's what I would you have to be able to Google. <laughs> right. yeah, 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 yeah. So in other words, be a smart dummy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and and then you gotta play the game. You gotta you know what I mean? Uh, one of the 48 laws of power is don't outshine your master. You get right. what I'm saying? So play the game. You know what I mean? Play the game. If Bob Arum is telling you what to do, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. But you already know what he's going to say because you got 200 fighters before him. Right. So it don't matter what he tell you. Right. His action is going to tell you the truth. So you, you get what I'm saying? So And that's the game. I, I, what I don't understand is how Terrence Crawford just sits there and just doesn't say anything. Now, like, the things that Bob Arum says, like even if you're just a regular, like somebody at your, your job, your boss say that, you'd be like, what the hell is this nigga talking? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you'd be looking for somewhere else to work. Yeah. I'm yeah. a complaint to HR. Is he just saying that shit? And, and Terrence Crawford just seemed like he's taking it. Mm-hmm. So, is, is there any way, you know what I'm saying, he, he can, like, not show up to a fight or something? Like, what can he do at this point? To, like, nah, fuck him. I got balls. Or is it just too late? He just got to do what he got to do. I think it's absolutely nothing. Oh, you, you know, I, I, I think that Bob Aram's contracts are Trump tight. You know, Mikey Garcia had to sit out two years. Yeah, you know, right. that's our yeah. latest example of that's how right. shrewd of a businessman Bob Arum is. And you got to think about this at this point. It's not his fault anymore. Right. Yeah. You it ain't, it ain't Bob's fault. It's not, it's not Bob's yeah. fault anymore. You're going back for it. You like it. You like it. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. like it like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um... What did Spence say about Terrence Crawford? He's, he's, he's something Spence had said about a month ago. Yeah, yeah. He said, he's like, you know, that nigga, he's Bob's boy or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Bob's boy. Yeah, he also said on my show, uh, Bob got... Terrence got different energy, man. He talked to Bob he did different than he talked to black people. You know That's true. I mean? When it's black folks, Terrence want to hug. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He say something, he good. Did y'all get into the Deontay Yeah, we talked about it. I got a quick question. How would you fix the sport of boxing? 
that's a good question, Dad. That's a good I'm question. glad I got a fifty dollar donation now. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you fix it with money, goddamn it. But uh, uh, how would I fix the sport of boxing? I don't, I, I don't think the commission. I don't think there will ever be a commission. It's just two. It's fifty commissions. You understand? But I think you do need an overseer. But then they're gonna get bought. You get what I'm saying? Like if I got twenty million dollars. And I know you only make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. You can be bought. Yeah, but I mean, how would you if you could do it? Okay, your thank way, you. How okay, would thank you. Do you. It? I would have an overseer. You get what I'm saying? A board of five or a board of seven. You know, what I mean, some odd number, uh, and and let everything run through there, especially the big fights. You know, what I mean, and, and, you know what you're talking about? Yeah, boxing. Uh, yeah. No, but what do you mean by board? Board members and shit. I don't know. Vince McMahon and this motherfucker. That, that's what I would do. Okay, Vince McMahon. You probably this motherfucker the steel cage, nigga. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I got a question. A lot of people. Everybody in the room can answer this if they have knowledge of it. I think the most important fighter in boxing history is Jack Johnson, huh. right? Especially from a black perspective. Huh. But a lot of people don't agree. Who do you feel was more important? This nigga having a concert during the. This nigga. I got 10 more minutes on this motherfucker. I'm outside. We tell you a friend. That's for me. I got your lunch. Most important mm. boxer politically to, to black people. Is it Jack Johnson or Ali? Uh, uh, Jack Johnson is more important, but Ali was more popular. More people don't know Jack. Most black people don't know Jack Johnson's story unless you were around at the time. Well, ain't well, nobody from then around. <laughs> ain't no, but I know who he is. But here's a. I, I was. That's a good. That's actually a great question, Craig. I'm thinking Ali was still more important. I'm thinking. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Ali's more important because of what he stood for at the time that he stood for it. I Jack Johnson, like he got the 1910 Man Act passed because. The reason why Plexico Burris had get it, cat. Yeah, because of him. Right. We are saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. My, you, I fuck white bitches. Put me in jail. Hey, this shit is wrong. Hey, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the clarification, Snuffleupagus. Um, but, but like, no, nah, I would say because Jack Johnson, he like he a, a lot of the black people got fucked up over Jack Johnson more than Ali because the the reason why Plexico Burris had to go to jail. Was because of the Jack Johnson law, the 1910 Man Act, mm-hmm. transporting a gun. I don't think and, and, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 why he wouldn't know. He, no, no, he, but no, what, what put him in jail was uh, crossing the border with a weapon on his hand. And that got, that, that, that's all an extension of the 1910 Man Act. Okay. And so I would say Jack Johnson and Jack Johnson's goddamn King Kong. Okay, Jack Johnson. More important. Muhammad Ali. Okay. I don't know what Jack Johnson did. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Look at that. Look yeah. He invented <laughs> Jack Johnson invented the wrench. So, what? So did you think? Do you think Ali can knock him out? No. Hell no. No, right. Jack Johnson. Johnson fought twenty round fights. That nigga sixty round fights. Who did he fight? People don't. People don't, people don't, people don't, people don't praise the pioneer. They praise 
the martyrs. Well, but, you know, like Loda Luck said, it's about who you fought, too. You can't. Somebody says Sugar Ray Robinson. I'm not saying the best fighter ever. Mm-hmm. saying important. who was the most important political figure in boxing for black folks ever. It's one of them two dudes. I say Jack Johnson got us fucked up, not by his fault, and Ali kind of... Because Ali is, Ali. Ali is Jack Johnson out the ring, as far as the antics, and Sugar Ray Robinson in the ring. You know what I'm saying? So he's a hybridized yeah, fighter yeah, who yeah. was conscious of people who came before him. If you are a real boxing fan, you know Ali is is definitely what what Kobe is to Michael Jordan when it comes to Sugar Ray Robinson. Ali created Trevor Burbick, man. Right. <laughs> But I think yeah. I think for uh, but for black manhood, for black manhood, as much as we are, uh, what's the word? Uh, marginalized. marginalized, but feminized. Uh, feminized, yeah. As, you know, as much as being a, a bold black everyday man and just yeah. doing what the Everything. fuck you want to do, I feel like Jack Johnson is more important for that reason. Yeah, man. Um, though Ali took some stronger political stances i think his religious affiliation made his move less bolder than jack right. johnson's yeah, because right. jack johnson was out there by himself nobody yeah. nobody guards just him and 12 13 white bitches another, another and, and these motherfucking hands yeah. you know what i'm saying okay. you know in your opinion who do you think was more important politically i'm gonna go with ali okay why yeah. and the reason why is because he went to court for three years because uh, he because he didn't go to the war, and simultaneously he chose to willingly be a part of the nation of Islam. Right. You know, and and, and I think at that time the nation of Islam uh, probably stood for something. Most you, definitely. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It still and, does. And on some level. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You didn't see interview with Wesley Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> on some level. <laughs> Yeah. On some levels, man. On some levels, but I, I think Ali had that duality. Right. You understand? He could tell every person in America the mission statement. Right. I don't think I don't yeah. think Jack Johnson had the ability to convey that message. He communicated right. clearly. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a gift in itself. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. 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 Clearly articulate what your yeah. stance is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I want to just say Jack Johnson because. I think black people back then looked forward to hearing on the radio a black man whoop a white man ass. Right. 1910. Oh, yeah. That's what we're going on today. Oh, yeah. Cody Rounds hit his ass because, like, they was knocking niggas out down, like, two, three times around. Yeah. Keep for you. You good? Right. Keep fighting. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? Throw some water in your face, whatever, smelling salts, all that shit. So, like, this is a different type of fighting. Like, we think about, like, it's a corner man, cut man, nah, nigga. Yeah. You know, ass beat, nigga. That You ain't no standing eight count, right? Am I lying? That's standing. Okay, you good? Walk to me, ain't none of that. Get up, fight. I'm changing my answer You know what I mean? Like, so black people seeing that for 40, like, I'm saying all that time. I see that. I mean, then him being so brash and black, man, damn, fucking white bitch. I will, yeah, I will, yeah, I will so say like, this about both. Not that, 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 that he was just fucking white bitch. I'm just saying like, no, <laughs> yeah. but we keep bringing it up. I did at that time. But but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We keep bring, I'm, we bringing up the white girls not because we think that's a trophy. Yeah, yeah. But he literally was doing things like that at a time when you can get murdered. Yeah. And and it and nobody go to prison for it. Right. You feel what I'm saying? I say this. But Jack was making money, so. Also, though, also the way he chased the belt is legendary because yeah. they didn't just give that man the belt. He chased that belt for like 12, 13 years, 
catching boats to Europe, showing up to fights, knocking out motherfuckers. Yeah, right. Having multiple oh, fights in a he day. He chased that yeah. belt for years. Yeah, multiple yeah. fights in a day. Yeah. Trying to, yeah. I'm talking about oh, when I say chase, I mean literally oh, yeah. chase. Yeah. yeah. Literally chase. It's one common uh, similarity both two share. Both boxers got all-time American movies made because of them. Right. You know, Jack Johnson, King Kong. Since they couldn't beat Jack Johnson in the ring, they yeah. made King Kong <laughs> as a mockery of him. Yeah. And then the movie Rocky. That was all based off the Weapner fight. Right. Weapner almost beat Ali. Almost, almost right. beat him. That turned into a whole goddamn 15 movie series. Right. And then Ali, That's how y'all desperate these motherfuckers are. We can't fuck you up in the ring, so we'll make a movie. He just knocked Ali down, right? Yeah, he like stumbled Ali. He kind of like shook him a little bit. He about Ali, too. I didn't say Ali. Oh, That's uh, what Rocky was about. Rocky was about uh, Bruce. No, no, the movie Ali. Nigga. Oh, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was talking about like, nigga, that shit fired, nigga. No, the movie. Uh, I don't think. He looks or sounds better like Ali. Well, uh, well, like Denzel don't look like Michael Max. You think this, I look more like Michael Max than Denzel? This scale. Look at old. Look at listen to old like Michael Max interview and and just, nigga just think about that nigga is Michael Max. But he don't I look. Like, he don't look nothing like. Did you see one night in Miami? He did a better job than Denzel. This nigga got a horn and a horn case. Changing. He on his way to hang out with Quincy Jones. Who you got in the head of fade? Ray Charles or uh, Ray Stevie Ch- Wonder? I got Ray, Ray Charles. Charles. Ray Charles. Ray Charles. No, no. Stevie too nice though. Stevie. Y'all understand? Stevie get tipped You look like Stevie. Yeah. Stevie. He like Stevie on the Holiday July album. If Stevie had auto tune, it'd be Blaze. <laughs> no, bro, no, Blaze made a good point. Blaze made a good point. Stevie had better head movement with that yeah. shit. He was oh. Ray Charles gonna hit him with that shit, man. You said that's what you was doing. Stevie had better head movement. Ray was just kind of rocking. Stevie would have got out the way. Ray yeah. said, put the motherfucker in front of me that owe me the money. Dodge the shit on stage, though. That nigga going into white nigga audiences, nigga playing yeah. nigga music. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm giving it to Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Ray, Ray, Ray was on that hair run. If you on that hair run, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Man, the wig is off. Stevie sipping wine. He just sipping wine. That nigga Ray was filling arms and shit, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who you got in the fight? I want I want Craig and Fred to answer this. Between Bob Barrowman and Don King, who gonna win the hit up face? Bob Barrowman has beat a nigga to I mean uh Don King has beat a nigga to death with his hands. I'm talking about now. Who gonna fight now? In the Don 80s? King will beat the, the hand. This, this is what you can't get twisted about Don King. Don King was legitimately legitimately a gangster. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Respect. And he was rich before he got into boxing. Any any man that's any man that's doing something that he doesn't need. 
but is passionate about it is dangerous because because they don't they don't they're really participating because this is fun to them. You feel what I'm saying? You can't manipulate them or none of that. I do what I want to do. That's why Don King is so special. He's a little stingy, but he's the greatest of all time when it comes to promotion, bro. That whole thriller. Not throwing in Manila, the uh, and the rumble in the jungle. He shut down an entire country, bro. Yeah, and he brought James Brown out. James. Oh my! And God. I had a whole goddamn concert. But the move, <laughs> the move. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Come on, dog. The move, the move that Don King articulated in order to meet Ali and get into his good graces, in my opinion, is one of the most creative transition from being a street hustler to a legitimate businessman you know y'all know the movie made right with Ali are you familiar with that so he had a partner Don King that was a musician I always forget his name but this dude is so he has platinum records he was fairly no this is another dude who the one would probably know of he was very popular because he's obscure to the common knowledge but he was popular back in the day so this was his link to Ali he never met Ali right but he knew, I want, to, I want to transition into managing fighters. So how the fuck do I do this? So he knew Ali was big on the pro-black shit. Mm -hmm. Big on the pro-black shit. This is one of the most genius moves ever. There was a, a black-owned hospital in Cleveland there you go. that was closing down. Yeah. Don King didn't really had no ties and affiliation to the right. hospital, mm -hmm. but he knew Ali was on the pro-black shit. This is a black-owned hospital. Let me paint some game around this. Mm -hmm. So he had the singer reach out to Ali and say, Ali, I got a friend named Don King. He's he's on the board of this uh, black-owned hospital in Cleveland. It's about to close down. They really need your help. They want to see if they can do an exhibition boxing match. Yeah. For real? I didn't yeah. know. I didn't remember this. Hey, what's only in America? <laughs> I saw it. I remember this. And that's how he met Ali. And because of how well that event ran, that was the reason why, why Ali allowed him to manage him mm -hmm. and, and represent him and articulate a lot of the moves. So, um, yeah, that was a, that was a great moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I fuck with him on that. And, then, and not to mention the pioneer uh, aspect of him when it comes to these TV deals. Because he was the first black dude that had King a not... Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, King Vision. Yeah. Yeah. He's, right, right, right. Talk about King Vision for the youngsters, man. Oh, yeah. man. Well, I really couldn't see it. My, my TV was kind of scrambled. So... <laughs> But 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 yeah, he had he but he had he had both markets. He had Chavez, he had Pernell, and he had Mike. So he was just he had all of North America, man, you know, and and, and he went to Showtime, took Mike Tyson with him like, you know what, I can do this. And he he ended up taking the largest percent ever, you know what I mean, as it pertains to that. And then it's been a steady decline ever since. You know, Murad Muhammad right. came after him, you know, right. he did the he did the prison fights, if you yeah. remember that. And uh, out of New Jersey, and right. then it just kept on trickling down. And now we at the Al Heyman, and now they just giving them upfront money. Hey, we're gonna give you forty million dollars a year now. What's the difference between Al? Let's explain the difference between Al Heyman and, and Don King. The way that they That's went about question. it. Yeah, I, I think Don King created the rules. He created the manual. You know what I mean? Because you got to take into account, it wasn't it wasn't that prior. You understand? It, it like. It's King Vision. It wouldn't now. He can never be Mayweather Vision. Right. You get what I'm right, saying. Right. 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 So I think Don King wrote the blueprint for both sides. You know, the businessmen in the suits and the fighters coming in, and that is how you, how we create contracts to this day. Wow. You get what I'm saying. So yeah. I think he he's a trailblazer. As, oh oh one thousand percent one thousand percent. So so so. 
Al Heyman, so so the difference in Al Heyman's approach and compared to Don King, one more time, just. It, I said Al Heyman had the upfront. No, I think Al Heyman took, takes more of the upfront money, but I think okay. where Don King, where, where Al Heyman is smarter, is he became the advisor, so that makes him Kaiser Sose. Well, there we go. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so, there so there's no Ali Act against him. He can do anything he wants in boxing. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? He could be the manager, he could be the promoter, but on paper, he's the advisor. You get what I'm saying? So I think he added that to the game. You know what I mean? And and I think that's one of the things that Bob Arum is kind of too gets mad at is that he upstaged him in turn of in terms of not being accountable legally. Right. You, you wow, know. that motherfucker Al Heyman. I'm, Al Heyman, coldest motherfucker, because he put together all the Michael Jackson tours. So, yeah, so to yeah. me, yeah. he did the victory yeah. tour. He, he, he did right Drake. You know, he reminds now. me of that CEO of that company that we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that made the minimum uh, salary seventy thousand dollars. That's oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Al Heyman ain't greedy. He want everybody to eat. Yeah, and I, I, think, right. I think he shares. How many pictures is there? That's how you Al cover Heyman. up Probably all that shit 10. on your plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You fool? You good? Everybody thinks Sam Watson's Al Heyman. Right. 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 Shouts out to Sam. Shouts out to Sam. That's my thing. Let me ask you a question real quick. He got a fight coming in August, bro. And it's probably one of the biggest fights of the year. If your boy keep ducking his third fade, I ain't gonna say your boy, but you know what I'm talking. I don't want to say his name. I don't give a nigga no shine. Tyson well. Blurry. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It deserves to be talked about. Man. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, August, do you think Manny Pacquiao has a chance against Errol Spence? People are saying it's going to be a close fight. I see a wash. I don't see, <laughs> I don't see Manny Pacquiao fucking with Because Manny Pacquiao struggles with traditional boxers. Like people who have, are good boxers. And that's what Errol Spence does. He can body work, all that. So do you, mm-hmm. you think there's going to be a good fight? Because people are saying it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a good fight. I think it's going to be a wash. But do you think Manny Pacquiao has a chance? I'll simplify yeah. it for the viewers. If you look at a Kevin Garnett highlight tape and you look at a Tim Duncan highlight tape and you ask a seven-year-old kid who's the best basketball player, who are they going to say? Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. And that's basically what you're looking at with Manny Pacquiao and Earl Spence. Earl Spence is going to do everything right. Mm-hmm. Earl Spence is going to stay behind his jab. And he's going to snake that left hand through. And guess what? That foot pressure and intellectual pressure for six rounds will be the death of Manny Pacquiao's rounds 8 through 12. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right. So, so, I, so I think Earl Spence has a, has a great advantage. He has youth, youth power and strength on his side. Manny Pacquiao's going to come out like a gangbuster. Always. But uh, it's, it's going to be Tim Duncan that wins this fight. You know, uh, can you break that down a little further? As far as what you said, uh, no, I'm, you know, I'm trying to learn something here. When you when you were saying that he'll stay behind his jab and that's going to ruin uh, Pacquiao's oh, yeah. eight to twelve, yeah. continues playing how that ruins his eight to twelve. Yeah, well, well, well basically, it's like a uh, jab is like everything in boxing, right? Everything is set up off of the jab, and I don't think Earl is going to be as front foot dominant as like a Manny Pacquiao because if you have a jab. Manny Pacquiao with shorter reach and, a low, and short in height, he's going to have to take risks. So if he's standing behind his jab, Earl Spence will be able to see that risk. Okay. You get what I'm saying? So he's going to lunge in. He's going to shoot the left oh, hand. So you I get what I'm that. saying? Okay. And roll out. And guess what? Right hook. You get what I'm saying? So, so I think uh, Manny Pacquiao's uh, uh, inability to be Manny Pacquiao in this fight Quite possibly could get him hurt and or retired and or stopped. Mm. Well, it's about time because he's been cheating for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we know it. Yeah. 
Facts. You know. Featherweight. Great. Yeah. Okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We're going to bring her up. Uh, yeah, how we going to school? Let me see. You want her to bring a chair up? transition because yeah. uh, Muhammad Ali's wife was a great asset to me in, in this film that, that I actually directed and produced and why she was so important not only was she Muhammad Ali's wife but she was one of the few people that was in the house when Malcolm X had that conversation about the nine wives with Elijah Muhammad oh, she wow. actually took Malcolm X jacket and she was talking to, to, to Betty Shabazz in the foyer the living room area when Malcolm X actually went into the room. You did? <laughs> <laughs> you good for your age. You look good for your age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 74 years old. Look good in my boy. So. so. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Yeah. So, so with that being said, I've obviously had countless conversations with her and, and me being a... Uh, a connoisseur of Malcolm X's teachings and information, I was never settled on what happened February 21st, right? I, I don't agree with how the Nation of Islam explained it, and I don't understand how our history books explain it. I think it was more to do with uh, Elijah Muhammad's interactions with other entities. And, and, and so, so I did a film called Nine Wives, and because since the public knows that one of the big key separations between Elijah Muhammad and Malcolm X was that uh, Elijah Muhammad was immoral, right? Right, and 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 in 2021, we now know that he was immoral because he has all these kids all over right. the country today, to this to this day, and um, so I decided to do a short <laughs> film on it. And uh, Brianna Michelle is the lead, and I wish I could see if if I would have showed y'all this film before, y'all would be y'all would be blown away. Yeah, <laughs> I'm supposed to be directing the film. And I'm supposed to be looking in the monitor. You understand? And I, I got captivated by her. Obviously, yeah. she's beautiful, but she's she's as beautiful as she is talented. And 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 and, and, and are you oh, more than welcome. And so what happened is, I'm looking at her act. And her, when she you looking at her what? Looking at her. <laughs> get a standing ovation when we're shooting it's eight people in the room they give her a standing ovation so uh she, she plays That's one of the wives it. and and she has a conversation with uh, uh uh with elijah muhammad that the nation of islam is never told is ne never even wants to talk about and it's it's a conversation that 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 these wives wish they could have had you know okay. and um it's just an extraordinary it's just it's just extraordinary you know as i said yesterday when we did an interview it's one of the few times in American cinema where uh, the black woman walks into the scene as a victim and leaves as a superhero. Mm. 
Right. You know, oh, that's so, dope. so that's dope. Yeah, that's so so introducing Brianna Michelle, man. Brianna Michelle. Hey. <laughs> so t- tell us the character you play in the film. Um, well, I'm playing one of the wives, and um, I know I met Fred about like three or four years ago, and he was working on another film, and we met somewhere on Crenshaw. Yeah, we sure I was did. Just like moving from New York, and something happened with that film, and right. he was like, "When I, you know, pick up something else, I promise we're going to work together." And he sent me this script, and it was a five-page monologue, and it was powerful, just like in the, just in the incursion, incursion, who do you, yeah, word? yes, that word. Yeah. Word, that's a good um, word, that's a good word. <laughs> yeah, that's, that wasn't in the monologue. <laughs> Um, Want some more? Yeah, I can have some more. Give her a cup. Let's enjoy it. I'll do it, girl. Don't let that nigga make it. Sleepy. Motherfucking wife be bubbling. bubbling. Uh, I'm telling you. You're trying to see your act. I do. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. So there was a lot of, um, you know, it's a lot of things going on that a lot of things that I had to say and speak of, but I could relate to a lot of it. Um, speaking of like, you know, just not having a father, having issues with sexual trauma, uh, dealing with that, moving about and then being empowered, you know, getting through all that. And um, it was a lot in that script. It's right. a lot. You know, I didn't even realize all of the things about Elijah Muhammad and, you know, the research that he did and, you know, I took it and I... did a fabulous job. I took it and I ran with it. I Uh took some of my personal experience and I just wanted, you know, I I didn't do it to shun anything from the Nation of Islam, you know. Mm -hmm. I did it for women who want to be empowered or who are empowered after, you know, trauma, any type of trauma. And um, that's what I did it for. Wow. Did you, in the movie, did you guys touch on Master Faraj? Oh, oh, influence. Oh, yes. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because the reason why uh, uh, that's important is because I, I need people to do two things. Uh, when you when you watch the movie, it comes out August 5th. Uh, go to my Instagram and Silent Heroes and click the link that's in my bio. And it's just an extraordinary piece. I want everyone to watch this film with the volume and watch it without Right. And we and when you watch it without your your answer your question will be answered. Okay. Yeah. And it, it, it's very powerful. And there's a scene at the end of the film, you, you're going to realize what I did if, if you watch it without the volume. You're going to yeah. be like, yes, he, he nailed it. Okay. He, yeah. he nailed it. You know. And 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 just to give people just a background, you know, I'm Emmy nominated. Uh, I've uh, won the Pan African Film Festival, which is the largest black film festival here in America. So, so I want y'all to give the same respect to my film that y'all motherfuckers give to everybody else. Yeah, 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 yeah. You motherfuckers will scroll through Netflix and watch some bullshit. And niggas in here do not respect award-winning films. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. to, to the people who don't understand, uh, Pop Lock and Groove into the Grave. Y'all niggas trying to shit on me. Nigga. Yeah, we got he directed a film called Pop Lock and Groove into the Grave. Yeah, yeah. 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 Look at that. Look. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it with the volume off. Okay. <laughs> and you'll see niggas can dance really well. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Explain to people how important uh, Master Farad, Farad's relationship with Elijah, Elijah Muhammad is because that's who gave him the game. But a lot of people don't understand that element. You know and, what I'm saying? And, and that's what it was, game. Uh, Farad was, according to many accounts, uh, Khalil Ali said he was Pakistani. Uh, FBI file says he's from... L.A. Right? New- yeah, 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 yeah. But he had a house in L.A. Yeah, and he actually went to jail for a couple years. Up yeah, there. he was white. Yeah, shout yeah. out to two hundred dollars. Oh, shout out to you know we can't yeah. pronounce that on this podcast. Shout out to Akeem Olajuwon is getting two hundred dollars. Oh, square. Oh, square. Akeem Olajuwon, nigga, you hating on the team? What's your name? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. They Farad, said he was white and black. That's what I hear. Nah, too. he was. He he wasn't black. He wasn't okay. black at oh, all. Okay. And uh, and you could tell by the picture that that they that they promote. You right. Know? And I think it was a game of simple. Oh, those 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 niggas over there. They got the uh, they got the Bible. They ain't never tapped into the Quran. Right. We gonna use the Quran. And and that's what I believe. And that's what I believe. What the game was. You know. Um, do I believe that? Um, it had good intentions. I, I believe the Nation of Islam had, had great intentions at its genesis. But when you're promoting black manhood, black masculinity, black fatherhood, and, and Farad, and you open up your statements every time you speak with Master Farad and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, there's something wrong there. You understand what yeah, I'm saying? That's, that's you, got, yeah, you got nine you got at, that we know of. Nine women, 25 different kids, right, and 16 unsigned birth certificates. You know, you, you call the police and you kick, you call the police on the woman that you procreated with, right? You, Mo, here's my thing what, what, because in Islam, having multiple wives is accepted, so what's wrong with that? I know why. I know, uh, I know uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, so Malcolm, but, but Malcolm's issue wasn't the multiple wives. It was the underage part, right? Yeah, it was the underage part. And, and, and here's why that's valid. And I'm going to go forward to go back real quick. Okay. Uh, Mike Wallace did an interview with, with uh, Malcolm X's daughter and Farrakhan on CBS. Right. Right. And uh, Mike Wallace said to Farrakhan, Malcolm X put me on the phone with these young girls and told me the story about what went on. And he looked at, he looked at Farrakhan and said, "You knew about these girls, right?" And he said, "Yeah." He shrunk and shook his head, yes. Mm. And the reason, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason why that's important, Farrakhan tells a story about him having a meeting with Malcolm X in his house in Queens. Right. And he says, he leaves his house, and Farrakhan says, "Well, don't call Chicago until I get home and do so." So at the end of the day, if Farrakhan saying that in the in that interview, Farrakhan turned his back on the truth in mm. 1963. You get what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Malcolm was speaking the truth. Now, it, was Malcolm human? Was he? Did he have some type of vigor in him? Whatever adjective you want to put on, sure, obviously, right. he's right. a man's man, right? right? But at the end of the day, w- w- when you're talking about bridging the gap amongst black men and women, I think Farrakhan made a disloyal move. You get what I'm saying? When you know what's happening in Chicago, because Farrakhan got to take the money on the weekends to Chicago once a month. Right. You get what I'm saying? How I know that? Because I spent 12 hours with John Ali. I flew to Chicago, spent 12 hours with John Ali. John Ali was the national secretary. He was the guy that actually made the speech of 
by uh, uh, Malcolm X will be suspended for 90 days. Right. And he's 93, 94 years old to this day. So I spent a lot of time with uh, Elijah Muhammad's family um, uh, and the people. I, I had conversations with three people that were in the house around that time. So it's, it's just important that this story gets out, you know, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's an important piece. It's a heavy piece. Uh, you, you got, you're going to have to react to it. And you're gonna have to be confronted with the truth, you know. Um, and uh, that's why I'm asking everyone to go watch this film, man. Click the link in my Instagram bio, Silent Heroes. It's important. And the film is five dollars and nineteen cents. Say why? Why is that? Malcolm <laughs> X was born May nineteenth. Oh wow! Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Uh-huh. Two questions. Uh-huh. One: Do you blame Farrakhan, or do you blame the person that kept putting a part in his head every day for the last? <laughs> When you keep getting a part in your head, you you could not think yeah, straight. Yeah. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> but like, like, but like, I want to talk. I want you to talk about because I know I saw. I heard. I saw your interview with Wesley Muhammad. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if y'all saw his interview with Wesley Muhammad. No. Like, know. I'm not going. I'm, I'm just sitting here and say I don't agree with everything Fred does, uh-huh. but I appreciate it and What's I learned in my this in my not agreeing with what he does. I took time to listen uh-huh. and I learned some new shit that made me be like. Okay, yeah. like how? Talk to me about the back. If y'all haven't checked out his interview of uh, Wesley Muhammad on Barbershop Conversation, check it out. Uh-huh. What was the reaction to that? Oh shit! Death threats. Uh, it was deaf people threatening you. Yeah. Yeah. Who's this nigga yelling in the phone? I thought Helen Keller was dead. You know, but, but yeah, I mean, I mean, to the hate, death threats. I'm gonna beat your ass. I'm gonna this. I'm gonna do that. You know what I mean? Um, but that conversation with Wesley Muhammad has been brewing to me for a long time. Right. Because this motherfucker, man, he lies and lies and lies and lies. He said Malcolm X broke God code. What the fuck is God code? Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, who created <laughs> God code, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and but, but he said one thing. He said one, he said one thing that really annoyed me. Him and Lamont Hill. What's, his, what's that oh, nigga Lamont, name? Mar- Lamont Hill. Right. Oh, Lamont that, Hill. That coon ass nigga. Yeah. 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 yeah, here's what he said. They were having a conversation in 2018, 2019, I think it was on Malcolm's birthday, May 19th, and he said, and I'm going to quote Wesley Muhammad, Nation of Islam cured Malcolm X of cure, of queer. I said, uh-huh. you dumb bitch. And, oh, yeah, and, 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 nah, I want to, yeah, 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 I know he did that. Yeah, 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 oh, yes, yeah, yes. Nah, nah, and, nah, and nah, ever nah, since nah. then, I've been, I've been biting my tongue because I don't want to have a conversation with him based off opinion right. because he's gonna he's gonna adjective me to death you get what i'm saying they learned from farrakhan you know what i mean they, they nouns and pronouns and subjects and predicates is about 30 minutes long you get right, what i'm saying right, so right. you ain't gonna be able to get a convers- a word in so so i so i wanted to talk to him about the facts that i had when i was prepared to do it because they got a 20-year head start on me obviously right. right and and so that was that was my that was my the, the the thing that that swung yeah. the pendulum like okay. I, I I gotta go get him. I didn't know he did. That. Oh yeah, it's, it's online. It's online. It's 2018, 2019. Yeah, yeah. Because Marvin he was the one that came up with that whole bullshit ass narrative. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, oh, it, so he was pushing a, they were pushing a gay agenda. Yeah, yeah. and Marvin Mar- yeah, Mark Lamont Hill was a 2012 came out with that headline. It was Malcolm X gay yeah, and shit yeah, like yeah. that. Right, right, and he's right, been right. pushing it ever since. Fact, and that fact. nigga wear no, that nigga was wearing skinny jeans before skinny jeans, yeah. asking somebody yeah. else right, is right. gay. Mark Lamont Hill, that's some yeah, bullshit. Facts. 
Hey, uh, we're going to go to a break. When we're on the break, uh, DeWine going to scrape that white shit from the corner of his mouth <laughs> onto a plate and, and re-season it so he can re-eat it later on. Y'all don't understand. It, take, it takes about this whole commercial break for Craig to clean his nose out. We're going to a commercial break. <laughs> Are these going to be two hours? Huh? Show two hours? Yeah, we do like two to, yeah, around two to two and two and a half sometimes, but this one won't be two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So, how did y'all meet, man? <laughs> nah, just social media. Social media. Yeah, social media. DeWine was looking for a succotash or something. <laughs> 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 I cut my elbow on your, on your nose, nigga. That's the sharp ass elbow you got, nigga. nigga how your nose getting paper cuts? <laughs> the wine sweat nougat. No, he the color of nougat, nigga. No, got sweat that. That's his color. <laughs> That nigga Craig can smell the inside of your headband right now, nigga. That nigga, that nigga, that nigga DeWan. That nigga, that nigga DeWan got twenty-seven different snores. So he got funny after I started thinking. Yeah, that nigga funny. Yeah. Right, so, so Fraggle Rock character looking ass nigga. You got a mixtape mix of stories coming out. Take that out, man. It's going to be fire. Yeah. like Angry Bird characters. Uh, you don't sit your whack thought looking <laughs> ass down, nigga. You whack thought. Nigga, I don't look like he drive a Pinto in this Nigga looking like Andre 3. Nigga. Uh, I'm I'm baffled because hey, I don't you, understand how you are killing her ears. <laughs> yeah, you are killing her ears. Pop it up like a scary movie. You're killing her ears and your ears. I'm looking at that, that nigga popping up like toasty. Nigga popping up like toasty. That all the way in. That nigga breast smelling like Charlie's armpits. Nigga, actually don't. Uh, they got the dirty Diana. <laughs> <laughs> charcoal, charcoal black, charcoal black. I was just wanting to talk about the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was going to have leather on the side of your shades, nigga. <laughs> In the summer. I do. In the summer. Leather. Wait on my shades. Hold on, man. Uh, you are shoulder raping her. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to get a bra shirt, man. I'm going to leave my sin on it. I promise you that. She called me. She called me. She was only when I kept leaning. Wow. Wow, on fire today. So, okay, so what do you want people to take away from this film? Um, Simply the truth. You know, um, it's the other half of the story that the Nation of Islam don't tell. And uh, it's just very important that we tell our own history. And I'll say this. No, J.E.W.'s money was in this game. I'm not the algorithms and stuff. Right. You know, um, only only money that touched this project was mine. Right. You know, the only intellectual property that touched this mine was mine, along with my team that helped. Brianna's input and everyone else 
that that did you know and and i think it's important that we get clear and concise stories as it pertains to this because i think there's a there's a great void as it pertains to this story you know and and i think that not just every word in this movie is accurate every syllable is accurate you know every scene the camera cuts are intentional uh the silence in this film is intentional and um brianna did a hell of a job making my words make my words on this paper come to life and i i'm forever grateful i'm forever grateful for her for that and uh it's just important that we go watch this film man and the Nation of Islam is not going to respond to y'all, so y'all are safe out there, okay? <laughs> they going to come for me. So go to my Instagram. You guys see it on the screen. Silent Heroes. Click the link in my bio. It comes out August 5th. Pre-order. I think we had 973 pre-orders to date just far. You know, so, so that's a good number for an independent filmmaker. I turned down a million-dollar deal from Warner Brothers, you know. Uh, I, I, Talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you need anything else, I got some shit water, brother. Uh, I him when he yeah. let me rob you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know he turned you down. Hey, they gonna give you the money to be Medea's sister, nigga. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Facts, 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 Thirteen million. Facts, facts, facts. What you doing? For thirteen million. Thirteen million. No sex scenes. You just. Nah, you just no. You have to like Grandma Ma dunking on motherfuckers. Adam is saying no. I, I believe Chris. No, no homosexual activity. No, not even a, not even pump faking. No, 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 Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> none of that. Grandma Ma from that. the free throw yeah. line with the two hands. You do that. that? None of no? that, right. man. Yeah, you can find another nigga for that. Why put me in the dress when there's another nigga out there willing to give up their ass? Why I gotta do something? It's motherfuckers, that's what they do. Why I gotta do some gay shit, nigga? That ain't what I do. You know what I'm saying? They all around Hollywood. People do that voluntarily. Go get one of them niggas. We're not even gonna get into them, but yeah, man, nah, nah, I'm the wrong one, man. Um, <laughs> that nigga Craig so, said that's serious. I'm glad I'm that nigga Craig almost punched the soundboard when you nah, said that. Yeah, you got to act niggas like that. Why you got? Well, he always got to put food and drinks in. That nigga said. That nigga said. Punch the soundboard. Why can't I sock it? Why I punch is it? Always on my food. No, if I sock it, that's my fun. Punch is the color of your pimples, nigga. Goddamn. <laughs> Always thinking about recipes. Shut up, Donatello. Get the fuck on out of here. This motherfucker look like a marshmallow. If you took a marshmallow, if you took a marshmallow on a stick and put it over a fire and pulled it out way too soon, it should look like the wine. <laughs> that was way. Too it's long. just a fact. Some facts, brother. You got to take them how they come. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that was too long. Man. You look like get somebody. your Mario Kart headband, have an ass out of here, nigga. <laughs> Mario Kart got headbands. Mario Kart got headbands. I ain't unlocked that level. All right, for sure. <laughs> you look like you look like you look like somebody was making you out of play doh and quit. Like, fuck it, I don't want to do this no more. For the video. <laughs> huh? Put it away. Yeah, get tired. Them chiggly teeth having ass on out of here, nigga. Fuck on out of here. Talk about spaces between your 
This motherfucker put this nigga. This motherfucker put eyebrow color on his face. God damn it! Fuck on out of here. Dewan did a sit up in '86. You gotta believe. Me. You gotta believe me. I'm not bullshit. All right, let me ask you a lady a question. Um. So what? What kind of like, what kind of motivation? What motivated you in this character? Like, what what was the choice? What were some of your A choices and B choices as an actress in playing this role? Um, there's a lot of relatability in things like I mentioned before. Um, as far as the 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 fatherlessness, the uh, sexual assault, the sexual abuse, overcoming that, being empowered and being liberated. So I really used um, substitutions in my life. Really, um, you know, I used my dad who wasn't really there. I used my uncle who, you know, assaulted me as a child, you know, and that related to me because Elijah Muhammad was, you know, manipulating and having sex with these younger girls. Right. So I used that. So I just used my personal experiences and into that character and just empowered her too um, with the words from the paper, <laughs> you know, to be honest. So that's what I use. I just really use substitutions and I take, you know, acting classes, Ivana books, and that's what they tell you to do is use yourself and use your experiences and, and use people that have affected you in ways and use it and spill it out, you know? So it's kind of just a, a release, too. So there's a lot of relatability to these young girls that, you know, were affected by, you know, that's trauma. What I was guess. the most challenging thing about the film? Um, a lot of it was challenging. I remember I was telling Fred, too, like all the time that I was rehearsing, you know, it was a lot of times it was a lot of tears, you know, because it was bringing back a lot of triggers of things in my life and my experiences. And then I thought about it. I'm like, what would she want? You know, um, what would she want to feel after saying, you know, being able to say these things to a man that, you know, truly changed her life, you know, to a man mm. that she looked up to. Right. Um, but now he's on his deathbed. He can't respond. So she's able to say whatever she wants without a response. Right. And um, leave feeling liberated, you know, and empowered yeah. by that, and starting her journey with all that off of her back. So, right. wow. So, I, so uh, that goes into the next question I was going to ask: At what point did the character stop being a victim? Um, I think as soon as she walked in that room. As soon as she walked in that room, she really, you know, I think there was something to say about I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to speak my truth. I'm going to release all this energy that I have in me and um, and just say what I need to say so that way I can continue my life in, in the best way I can. Right. That's big. Yeah, that's dope. So, that's dope. I, like that. yeah. I want to so, see this movie. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. going to be really yeah. Yeah, I want to see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best 15 minutes you're going to you're gonna spend in front of your TV screen, cell phone. I, I guarantee you. What's the name of the movie again? Uh, Nine Wives. Nine wives. Uh, go to my go to my uh, uh, bio on my Instagram and click the link and pre-order it. It comes out August fifth, which is two weeks from today. Right. You know, and uh, we got a screening uh, August first. You come in. It's limited capacity, or else I could invite all y'all. But right, yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. Sneak in. All right, yeah, feel free, feel free to sneak in. You know what I mean? Talk, talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? I, two, two of y'all, two of y'all can come. Two of y'all can come. Y'all figure it out. It's gonna be in. The wine gonna be there, but he wanna know if he could bring his own casserole. Eat off his back. Well, that was funny as fuck. Well, I mean, hey, I like I like a good fat joke, man. That's the same Monica's already shepherd's pie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Here 
tired with a low hanging fruit joke about a fucking whole momentum. He about to fuck the whole momentum out. He don't catch some fruit off the ground that's already rotten and be like, here. Well, that's way uh, different. Check it out. Whenever like, that nigga say low hanging fruit, he getting mad. Yeah, he getting mad. He getting mad. You know, do I don't know nothing about no motherfucking fruit, bro. Like, this nigga, I ain't had a fruit <laughs> since the 90s. Crisscross. You ain't seen a you ain't seen a toothbrush since the nineties. Motherfucker ate his toothbrush. That nigga said, "Fuck Todd question." No, I was just gonna say I'm glad that he's doing this filmmaking thing and everything. No, no. I was I was I'm glad you know that you're doing the movie. The movie sounds great. I didn't like the first Fuji's album. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You're, the way you did that. But you got a Fuji's headband on. Yeah. This is this ain't white cleft. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay. All> right. <laughs> so thank you, man. Yeah, that's good. I just, the whole time, like, yeah, white cleft making movies and shit. I'm all into this shit. You know a lot about boxes inside of white cleft. Y'all don't know. Hey, Fred, I would like to, as as a guest, and you've been a guest, I'd like to apologize. You know, all the good jokes he had, he wrote the motherfuckers down this past week waiting for me. Talking about he met this nigga at the barber shop. He didn't know you were coming. (laughs) So he didn't have no time to prepare anything good. Talking about he met you at the barber shop. (laughs) 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 You thought it was a barbecue spot. I was walking to the wrong place. You look like a... Ty, you like an autistic Mr. Fuji, nigga. Do you know who Mr. Fuji is? The autistic <laughs> Mr. Fuji over here. Man. That's fucking funny. Hold on. That's what you say. Hold on. I want to ask my brother a question. <laughs> you got to get something real. Ty got back to front. <laughs> See, I'm glad Craig said something. Craig looked like Craig Ed looked like somebody played an overtime football game on top of that ball. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hell of a game. Hell of a game. Yeah. Triple overtime. Definitely, uh, man. You didn't bomb, but shut up. Now let me ask you a question, Craig. Real quick, Craig. Uh, are you ready for the YouTube videos? The Are you ready for this backlash from this movie? Because what you're doing is, you know what I'm saying, you know, it's controversial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then dealing with the Farrakhan, dealing with the nation, period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, are you ready? Because they're finna, they finna, they finna fact check everything you say. Sure. So, are you ready for that? Yeah, man. I don't I'm, know. I'm short, black as midnight, grew up on food stamps. Talk about that. 658 West Florence Avenue. Oof. What's tougher than that? Man. 658, that means you was over there near Hoover. Hoover and Figueroa. See, I know, yeah, you know, 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 know where right LA got that. Right by. Yeah, And the fact that I come from a strong mother. And that, that told me to believe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Truth lasts longer than anything. That's a you know what I mean? We talking about Michael Max 56 years later. Yeah. A man that's never met him. That's a fact. A man that has a family that's allocating thousands upon thousands of dollars to tell the truth. That's a fact. So the truth is going to last longer. Yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm prepared, you know. You know, I got a decent knuckle game. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But outside of that, you know what I mean? I, you know. I keep pepper spray in my pocket. You ain't got a good. I'm messing with y'all. We we got a world class fortune cookie baker. <laughs> you gonna be alright? <laughs> Craig like to swim in that t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great answer. No, no, but but at the end of the day, I'm not concerned with that at all. You know. I, I think it's important that the humans that that we get the truth. Yes. Like and, and 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 I stand on that. You know, this was a cathartic experience for me. Yeah. You know, I had to become a better man because I could have did this in my thirties mm-hmm. and base it off opinions. Yeah. 
But I, I flew thousands of miles, did over, had over 100 interviews and or conversations, spent thousands of dollars on it, my money, my time, and, and you're going to see that. You're going to hear Elijah Muhammad's family's voice in this movie. Right. Elijah, I, I, I'm going to tell you all <coughs> Elijah, I, I made appointments to interview some of Elijah Muhammad's family. They're homeless. Wow. They had to reschedule because they said, I'm, I'm trying to find a place to stay. That's you understand crazy. what I'm saying? That's crazy. And it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come through in this movie. And, and when you hear first person accounts. Yeah. First person. First, everything yeah, on my primary Instagram. source. For people yeah. who understand the primary source is yeah. it. Yeah. Like, and I, I have a comment to make to people. I see people in the comments saying that, you know, the Nation of Islam got here. This Fred better watch out. Let's, this is a message to my brothers in the Nation of Islam because I don't have any beef with you. You know what I mean? I'm not a part of the Islam thing, but, you know, I fucks with Farrakhan. I had my own issues when I first saw Fred do his interview with Wesley Muhammad and when I first heard this movie was coming out. Mm -hmm. But I, I decided to hear the brother out. One thing we can't go to is, oh, the Nation of Islam going to respond with violence. This is the reason why we can't go there, black people, and this is to you, Nation of Islam specifically. I love y'all. But if you can't respond with violence with them folks, Man. don't do it with our oh, folks. Because right. at that point, at that point, I lose all respect for all you. Right. The, you know, right. I, I have zero respect for someone who's willing to respond with violence with us. Yeah. But then when they do it, now we got to have a civil conversation. Right. Be who you be. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be a killer, be a killer with everybody. Yeah. If you're going to handle hands, do hands with everybody. Right. Or if, if you can be civil with them, that means you can be civil with your brother, whether you agree or disagree. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm still on the fence. I'm just personally, I'm still on the fence about what's going to happen. But that's called being fair. Niggas ain't fair. No. Yeah. So yeah. that's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Never gonna happen. No, what I'm saying is they're in a position of where they're trying, where they're trying to recruit people for their cause. Okay, if you want people to see your cause as just, you have to be as civil with your brother as you mm -hmm. are with that right. man. Right. Or if you're going to be hands. Be hands with them too. Yeah. I'm cool with it either way. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's, let, let it be hands with everybody. If, that, if it's gonna be hands with everybody, but if it ain't gonna be hands with them, don't let it be hands with your brother. That's all I'm right. saying. Real talk. That's why I respect the Hebrew Israelites. They need to fight whoever. Yeah. <laughs> and them niggas will argue with yeah. whoever. Damn. Yeah. All yeah. them Hebrew Israelites just like Todd, motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, See, I knew Doug was gonna love that. Niggas do everything but play football, and they dress like they're ready for it. I have yet to see a Hebrew Israelite football game, and I'm disappointed. <laughs> no, but okay, yeah, I'm with you, man. But I don't, I don't think they, you know, I don't. Know. Not just for the people out there that's that's commenting on that. Like they say bullshit. They try, they, they, people, yeah, people out there trying to, you know, they try to egg things on, and for the people out there trying to egg things on, you off code if you're trying to egg things on between black straight folks. Up, straight up. Yeah, and the fact that they're asking that question raises concerns. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? The yeah. fact that black people have that thought, the fact that they want to debate those other people. You get mm -hmm. what I'm saying when when uh, Vlad and everybody else makes comments or the Man. Jewish guy says something. Let me come on your platform and debate you. Yeah, Vlad, yeah. If you're gonna be here, I ain't saying that. Yeah, you know. What I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I ain't, I ain't you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, keep it thorough, but it's it's not that easy. You know what I mean? Nah, that's a tough trait being solid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's take accountability. You accountability know what I'm is crucial. I knew it was straight when he said Florence and Hoover. I said, oh, yeah, he got this shit. Yeah. Florence and Hoover, that's right close to Gage. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly what that is. Yeah. Okay, so to wrap up the whole, the whole um, 
movie experience? What do you want people to take from your performance? Um, I always say, because I did this for women to be empowered um, and liberated from whatever they experienced trauma-wise. I always feel like healing was good on you. And, um, you know, whatever you may be going through, know that once you really talk through things and you get things off, whether it's therapists, whether it's innovative therapy, you know, again, like I have a nonprofit organization, too, that works with survivors of sexual violence, you know, because, you know, I really went into this with so much, you know, triggers and things of that nature. And I just want women to be empowered and know that whatever they're going through, they can get through. And um, that's that's it, really. And just know that, you know, we're stronger than we think we are when we go through things. And no matter how long it takes you to get through it, you shall get through. Um, But again, healing looks good on you so start whatever healing journey you need to to get to where you need to be your best self so we love black women on the yes, yes we I do I love black men yeah. too yeah. <laughs> yeah. we, 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 yeah. we sock niggas out for black men right. you know yeah. I, mean? I need so some so healing too well no we'll sock I'm, niggas out but he'll punch them and you will peck him with your nose nigga okay um, I like that it sounds. It sounds like you were very motivated. I'm excited to to watch your performance because of how you. Love it. Yeah, I can't wait. I'll be there. Um, any, any other films coming up after or? Yeah, I got I got some projects I I, I want to get out. Um, I'm not going to disclose them now because I'm not even in the right. Not even in pre production yet because I got to promote this film for the next three months, and uh, but this film is so fucking important, man. This is like a life project for me. You know, like, Malcolm X was my masculinity. You get what right, I'm saying? Right, like, right, Like, I, I didn't have a father. You know, every time I go to New York, I drive past my father's burial site to, to drive to Ferncliff to go visit Malcolm X. You get right, what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So, so, I intentionally took my time with this. I intentionally traveled the country. I intentionally heard from only primary resources. So, when you come and want to fact check me, I have the interviews on wax to present to you and say, this is what he said. This is what Elijah Muhammad family members said. This is what the national secretary who, who said, quote, I was with Elijah Muhammad every day. You get what I'm saying? So I, I, I spent 12 hours with the man. You get what I'm saying? So I, I intentionally was, was intentional on this project, was delicate with it. And uh, it's going to raise a lot of hairs. It's going to answer a lot of questions. It's going to have you ask a lot of questions. You're going to be outraged. You're going to be happy. Some people may be, even be vindicated, you know. Uh, uh, I, I have some interviews that can't be released till Farrakhan dies. That's how big this project was. Right. You get what I'm saying? So so uh, I have some NDAs and stuff that, that, I, that I have to abide by, mm-hmm. you know. So that's why I'm asking everyone to go to my Instagram, Silent Heroes, and click the link in my bio. It's $5.19 in honor of Malcolm X's birthday. Um, the more people that watch it, the more answers we'll have, you know, because it's, it's going to encourage you to seek the truth. Right. You know, and, and this, this absolutely this this movie doesn't have all the answers, but it's a great fucking attempt at honesty. You get mm. what I'm saying? And uh, I can't wait till August 1st till everyone gets to see it. And then y'all repost and share it. And uh, it's, it's not a lot of money in the budget, you know, what I mean, but but I heard word of mouth is powerful. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm holding everyone that hears this accountable to spreading the news. Right. I can't handle a comeback. It's not that Otto says anything. It's that they get real intimate. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's funny. So I know I know Todd is working on the film and he's looking for a producer to put up some money. Uh-huh. We got we got pop locking to the grave uh-huh. to the grave too. Uh-huh. How much money can we get out of you to produce Todd? I mean, by looking at this nigga. Oh, <laughs> this <my> nigga. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold up. Because did you see anybody who's seen Pop Lock and Groove into the Grave? All y'all that was out there, your lyric seeds popping, all y'all that's been out there looking out there for the shit and seen it. What y'all think about Pop Lock and Groove into the Grave? Because the shit's funny. It's funny. It's I haven't funny. seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh. But I, I definitely cool. have. I definitely have 40. <laughs> but I got 48 projects that I got to get through with first. First, before you get to pop out and I got to get through my first 48. <laughs> okay. First 48. <laughs> <laughs> first 48. <laughs> I got projects I ain't even thought of yet. But I'm fucking with five fuck with that. But once it. <laughs> <laughs> Forty nine. Look, you see Mookie Spoo up there, that's funny, funny and don't you see it out there? Like that. I, I, I yeah. see him pop locking to the groove to the garbage uh, can. That's one of my. I agree with that. I ain't got no projects right now, mm-hmm. man. So I got two bags of potato chips and some chewing gum. That's why this is the perfect time for you, Blaze. You should challenge for the Intercontinental Championship right now. Ooh yeah. Loosen here, brother. You really got the glasses from Macho Man. Man, that's funny the most. You want to say something about Africa? <laughs> I ain't got shit to say. I got it. The outer fighting fisticuffs came from Africa, right? It right. did. Yeah, all that shit. First, no problem with the actual art of it. Yeah, the Matu arts and all that shit. Thank you. Yeah, all that. And, and also, not just that. Shout out to the shout out to the Moors, you know the Dragon the Moors and the Phoenix Moors, yo. Hey, the right. Phoenicians we, went around. We gotta, we gotta promote a fight between that commentator and, and uh, Fred that said he looked like Michael Collier, man. Say it to his face. I got baby Bron, but I ain't never got like baby Bron. He called you white I remember when he was on Venice Beach. He was on Venice. I was a kid. He was on Venice Beach. Yeah, I been doing jokes. Yeah, Watch that nigga throw him a couple dollars. Yeah, back in '91. Yeah, yeah, he was out there easily. That dude is one of the funniest dudes in the world. Yeah, he is. On the left side of your bite mark is just space. <laughs> That's how the nigga used to guess on the Scantron. <laughs> the left always okay, Dunk. Never sorry, Dunk, yeah. Dunk got the black fingertips like he been stuffing muskets all day. What's a musket? You always Civil War vet. Civil War vet. They got them gunpowder. You, like you, hey, hey, you look like you got a whole week of tuna sandwiches set up. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you look, look like you be making charcoal art. <laughs> <laughs> we 
Wait, why do I have worries on your shirt, dirty <laughs> Japanese lady buried in his backyard. (laughs) 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 Who goes into a store and picks a shirt that color? This is what I really came here for. I drove all the way to Glendale for this. (laughs) 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 They only got this in the Glendale Gallery. You gotta go to a certain spot. Nigga's favorite car is a Honda Prelude. Breakfast. 
Oh, uh, come on. Arlo, you can get up the momentum. You should tell a homeless mustache. Damn, Arlo. This nigga's the leader of an uh, uh, illegal teriyaki sauce race. Teriyaki sauce. Hey. That shit got me sick. That shit got me sick, nigga. Don't ever sell me that much teriyaki sauce. If you if you was a walk into a forest that looked like Craig's hair, you gonna die in the movie. <laughs> you gonna die in the movie. This nigga's a comedian. It's just like Blair Witch on the other side before you walk in. I think you have the test to be a comedian every year. <laughs> just don't put your finger in the test or it's gonna turn black. Four finger test. Boom. That's just trash. This nigga sued Yoshinoya for culture appropriation. <laughs> Duncan laughed like he got one of them old cigarette lighters in his throat. It was to pop out. I should have been laughing. Laugh. Smile, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you, got a, you got a big six in your mouth. <laughs> you can tell you just got your new teeth off Amazon, nigga. You, know, you can't buy teeth on Amazon. I think you can. They got the black tint to them, so you're right. You probably had them for a long time. <laughs> Time to shoot your shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody just packed in. Sorry, I'm like, hey, I'm ready. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, uh, this nigga put on a karate gi <laughs> to watch Karate Kid. <laughs> I was gonna let you know they didn't cook your shirt all the way. <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> <a joke>. <laughs> <laughs> Top pajamas got buttons. <laughs> you look like you drive a convertible down the street. Dang it. That's good. <laughs> Not a cool one. I'm old one. Like. The 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 oh yeah. Okay. The wine is a good Samaritan. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga Craig got the, the tickle me Elmo laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Rock him, sock him, robot looking nigga. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> if we say low hanging fruit, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Craig almost got tie teeth. No. <laughs> oh. A, motherfuck a motherfucker said a piece of fruit on DeMar's plate and he got offended. <laughs> what the fuck is this? What you, you trying to say? Did you say the outside? I, I think he did. That's the last time you heard about fruit. Ty Dennis is one of the Mexicans at Pickle Park. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Shit, tell them, tell them where they can find you, Big Nasty. Tell you gonna be at Big Nasty Night Strong. Oh my bad, man. You can find me on Instagram. It's Autobots. I love your life. Love yours. Um, rest in peace, bro, man. Yes, sir. Teron yes, Brown. Love yeah, rest in peace. Bro, man, pass? Today. Oh, nah, the homie. The homie. This is another guy. Homie from Pasadena. Look like bro, man. Yeah, young cat. He put 30. Died from Corona, huh? Yeah. Corona? Yeah. Big dude. Died from 
Shit yeah. named after a beer. Yeah. 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 So, I'll be damned if I die from Zima. I don't give a fuck what nobody <laughs> said. Zima ain't gonna get me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> a motherfucker better not croak from smeared all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rest in peace to the homie, man. That's unfortunate. Damn. Would niggas stop drinking Hennessy if, it was, if there was a Hennessy flu? Of course not. Find me at uh, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Shay Shay uh, Duncan. <laughs> no, I'm saying. I mean, you know, I'm finna set it off with Chay 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 Ibu Kwene.
you, you know what I'm saying? And wow. then I, the, but but that's because of my experience with the lady. I'm like, well, let me see if I could trust her first. So she just be, you know, what I'm saying, just a regular everyday person. Then if I feel like she earns my trust, right. then I treat her like I would treat my mom or my sister. And that's wow. something negative that I had to work on. Like, nah, bro, you can't, you can't really be like that. So yeah, yeah that's I'm, the thing. I'm still working through it myself, man. I gave away free penis till I was 21. Need it all. Need it all. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that too. Man, oh, we open on this show. We talk about stuff. We talk about all that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We talk about all that. Today we was goofy. I mean, we goofy every day, but <laughs> duality is our thing. We go on every diet. How do you say the word? Huh? There we go. Yeah, every, yeah, that nigga thought I was about to say diet. He got quiet. <laughs> you better not say it. You better not say it. Am I gonna die? What? Am I gonna die? What, nigga? Who set me up? Die? What? Die? What? This nigga Craig got lifelong chicken pox. Now I can change this chicken. You damn like it was chicken. You ate it off my face. Man, tell them where they can find you and all that good uh, stuff, brother. First, I want to say thanks, thanks, D, for having me. Thanks yes, to the crew and much the love. Truly yes, appreciate y'all, man. And uh, it's just a pleasure being in this room because I know who sat in these seats. So, so uh, thank you so well, much. Well, we know the wines. That motherfucker lean so we know. I got the fat neck, but Craig gargle cement, nigga. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, you guys see my name, my IG name, Silent Heroes is gonna pop up at any moment. Go to my bio; you can order the movie five dollars and nineteen cents. Nine wives. Uh, it, it's, it's just important that we support each other, man. And uh, we always say. Man, why the why can't the black man? Why can't we do this? Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, Nine Wives is a truly example of that. All my money, a lot of my intellect. I had a good team, and uh, August 5th we get it. And Tuesday when y'all come back, y'all gonna be able to review it. Yeah, I know, can't spend wait. about five minutes on it. Talk about it. You know what I mean? And uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm getting better. And uh, but it's just important that we support this film. And uh, we we here. The 360 story. So thank you for having me. Oh, love. Anytime. Uh, click the link in the bio, and I look forward to seeing y'all August 5th. Yeah. Man, y'all support the movie. I borrow money from a friend. I know a lot of y'all like auto, and you ain't got it. <laughs> Get it from God. <laughs> I was like, I'll bring Uncle Nearest every week, nigga. I got it. <laughs> Go on and spend that money. Support the brother, man. It's very difficult to make a film. Mm. Um, what goes into it, the intricacies and all that stuff is something that uh, deserves a blessing. You know what I'm saying? Because it ain't, it ain't, making a movie is difficult. You know what I'm saying? That's like a hundred jobs in one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I've been there. I know the process. So much respect. Blaze, tell them where they can find you, G. Oh, uh, man. Bad boy Blaze. Shout out to myself. Uh, <laughs> That's right, uh, brother. Double O B L Z at Instagram. 
And I want to thank this brother again, too, for making a movie about my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, I only got seven wives, but <laughs> y'all gonna see the movie, man. Yeah, support this brother, man. You can catch Blaze coming to the ring with a steel chair. You can catch Todd. Uh, manager. <laughs> 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 Don't be disrespecting my manager. This is the future of WWE right here. I see the whole tag team right there. Juan and Blaze. Ooh, yeah. You said something about me. Craig washed his face with E and J. That's what I'm talking about. You look like you talk karate during the Great Depression. He, he smile when he swim. How y'all got new jokes So yeah, man, check it out, man. We got it coming out, man. The Junie Jenkins, 17 Minutes of Funk, man. Working um, on it. is coming down, starring Craig, so y'all make sure mm-hmm. y'all check that out. You know what I'm saying? When it do hit, um, check my album out. I'm out there. Uncle Todd is streaming <laughs> everywhere. It's got Left Me in Pasadena on Todd, Todd is an expert on Honda car parts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> That's a cylinder. That's a Honda cylinder. I know. <laughs> Y'all should have seen Craig. That's on the Fuji side of Japan. That's not in. uh, in, 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 You should have seen Craig in the County Jail Talent Show. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, Todd. You had to be there. You had to be there. Nigga, then I'll be sure. He said he looked like I'll be sure. But uh yeah, so check check out the album man. Got Let Me Pass It in the Blame the Bartender, Taco Tuesday, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a real good time. Um I'm on YouTube, check out some of my other videos that's out there. I seen y'all out there get Light skin, light always got to giggle when motherfuckers start talking. <laughs> Shy ass nigga. <laughs> but yeah, check. Hey, you think you got more bars than bars? No. Trying- well, we all know that if any time it comes down to battling, I'm out there. Oh, uh, I'm thirty I, I anybody. You know what I'm saying? And, and you talk about having cannabis up here, man. Yeah. I want to battle cannabis too. Good. I do. I do. Uh, I do. Spit some time. Spit that verse about how you. Spit that verse. Spit that verse about how you tried to kill yourself with a soggy chop, chopstick. <laughs> 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 this motherfucker just keep. It won't. This motherfucker just, just keep breaking. Uh, <laughs> I got the style that can never be bought. You gotta excuse Craig for his light skin thoughts. <laughs> 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 all a nigga wanna. All a nigga wanna do is cuddle. <laughs> 
Call your phone, hang you up. I don't know. Look, this nigga hey. is grinning at niggas. But uh, anyway, check my shit out, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was all right. This album titled No Rhyme or Reason. I know. I'm glad Doug said that. I'm glad Doug said that because you know sometimes people do choke on the 5150 when it's time to rap. Oh, 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 hey, 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 why do you fuck with me? That's all I'm saying. Shouts out, man. Shouts out to 5150. We're not going to go there. It's a gang of shit that we're talking about, man. It's all right. You got your five minutes of fame? That's the hottest shit you can spit on. I was out there. I was out there. Where were you? I'm not spitting right like you. I spit some trash here to stop. You kept going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You was like, yeah. yeah. You said I don't like, I don't like the rap, and then you tried to pass the mic to Otto. Yeah, nigga, because yeah. I want Otto to make a fool of himself. Yeah, we was out there. We was out there. <laughs> <laughs> hold, on, hold on, first of all, I'm never making a fool of myself. Thank you. Oh, you don't think you? Uh -huh. I know. <laughs> I know it's all entertainment. He should so, have. And, and no, I know. Man, I need you to get up and say, "Okay, I'm the head." But you said, "I'm the head." So, I'm just saying, if you ask Duncan to rap, he might not do it. I get paid a lot of money to do that. I get paid a lot of money to do it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You're trash. That's all I'm saying. They passed you the right to tap out. You like the you do a DJ show on the rap. Well, you're 50, you're like, like, and then they handed you, 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 you and then they handed you a microphone, and then they handed you a microphone, they handed you a microphone, and the beat was going, if anybody want to look on 5150, Corey Hogan, and Craig Fax was there, baby, check it out, check it out, Taco Tuesday, baby, check it out, go listen to my shit, yeah, oh yeah, go listen to his shit, I robot, nigga, this nigga, yeah, My shit did though. Far as far as what I sold, what do you do? What do you do? Tell me about it. Tell me about when you made it. Tell me about. Let's talk about how you how you a background nigga only sit down here when when nobody's here. What are you talking about? Shout out to Corey from the fifty one fifty. Shout out to Corey. Why you mad? Why you mad? Because you always talking to people. Oh man, hold on, hold on. Salute to Craig. Oh man, toast. No, I'm talking black shit. Dunk's my guy, man. I love Dunk, man. We let the white yeah. shit go past. Yeah. Salute to Craig. Shout out to Dunk, man. Oh, no. Wait, don't shout me out. Just keep talking. I just wanted to hear you rap. I wanted to hear you rap. We done. 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 I cried. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I want to cry. Cry. I heard Pastor Wilson and all this. Everybody here got to tell. What does he do? Salute to Craig for inviting us down to 5150. Salute to Corey Hogan. That was a dope ass studio, dope ass episode of 5150. Salute to everybody. And man, yeah, that's some dope shit. Y'all can follow me at the Wan B on Instagram. I got my live drum sample packs that are out right now. I have some more coming. Uh, I, I have my webinar coming. That's the only reason I can't make it to the screening. My webinar, uh, August 1st, um, I have my webinar on teaching racism to children. How to talk about racism in a way that children can understand. Because they're all dealing with it, but they don't quite know what's going on. And I'm, I'm pulling my 25 plus years experience working with, working with families in South Central LA to be able to, for parents to be able to explain what's going on in life 
to their children. Because too, too many black parents want to act like this shit don't exist. So they, and kids get 19, 20, then they experience it. Then they behind already behind the eight ball. Right. So you don't want that as parents. You want your kids to be aware right away. Because if you listen to your kids when they're playing Fortnite... Those white kids that they're playing against already know what time it is. Oh, yeah, so you want your kids to be up on game two. So the webinar is August 1st. It's on my website, BreakthroughAS.org or Hotepish.com. Um, get my t-shirt, Dr. John Henry Clark. Black people don't owe anybody anything but an ass whooping. Yeah. Get that for all these people that want to be down more black, on brown, uh, black and brown and all this shit. No, we don't owe nobody shit. Yeah. And get this, get my reparations now t-shirt, get my rebels for the cause. Yeah, all that shit going on. Also... I don't know if it's going to be Friday or Saturday. Let's speak going on what you're doing. I'm interviewing uh, Dr. King's uh, driver. And he's going to talk about how Dr. King was at odds with a lot of the people. When Dr. King was going for reparations. How many times did he drive for Dr. King? <laughs> Two years. Okay. Two years. Cumulative or like all oh, back to back? We'll find out in the interview. I want okay. y'all listening to find <laughs> no, out. But he drove. <laughs> but he, yeah, it's on my uh, YouTube channel. But yeah, I, I, we got to get the date confirmed. But. He's a, he's here to talk about because I did an episode back in January. Name, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Ray Fontenoy. Hey, tell us tell us the important shit, man. When you whipping up them lamb chops again? Want <laughs> <laughs> some of that shit? Hey, them lamb chops good than a motherfucker, dog. Good, hey, hey. Hey. I ought to change some lamb chops with them glasses. And be both, <laughs> I look like earthquake. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, you look like tugboat. With the <laughs> 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 you look like Black Hercules. Uh, <laughs> Do the shirts come in four X and five X? Do you see me wearing it, nigga? Yeah. What the fuck you think? I don't know your size. I am it, nigga. As fat as I already, these niggas know my size. As fat as I am, so yeah. my fat ass can wear a shirt to still be baggy. Guess what size this motherfucker comes in? Five X then. Yeah, you're not that. fat everywhere, nigga. You're not a real fat nigga. <laughs> you're not. You seen his legs? Let these niggas out there think what they want to think about me, Greg. Yeah, Come got, on now. Don't tell people. them the truth. Let them think what they want to think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like, got regular shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, but like regular shoulders. He snuck that one in. That nigga Craig washed his Coca-Cola shirt too many times. Nigga. That's what that is. <laughs> Fuck you, nigga. We're yeah, going to wrap that's it up. It, that's it, Duck man. was about to fire on the nigga. They was going to be fighting. You have no challenge. You have nothing that you do that's good. Nothing. Everything. Everything. Maybe you start being honest with me. You hate everything. There we go. Maybe you hate everything. 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 You hate I just wish I can't he, trust you. I just wish he had all of this. Yeah, you got side teeth missing. I just wish he had all of this gumption when they passed him the mic. You have no gumption. It would have been fire. It would have been fire. That nigga got gum some. Nigga, get out of here. I like, I like, yeah, get out of here, nigga. You eat, you eat everything that's from the side, nigga. Yeah. Eat everything like from that. the side, nigga. I like that. Hey, nigga, y'all like me, nigga. Uh, 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 you're a marginal talent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a role player. I'm a role player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're an opener at best. Uh, yeah. You're not. A, and you're not a closer. <laughs> you're an opener at best. You're not enough. I don't need to close. I need comedy. 
Fuck it. I don't do comedy, yo. Fuck it. I don't do comedy. Fuck it. Hold on. You if you sit your musty ass down, you rape this guy. Hey, hey, let's have a You like a daddy from Crickland. Get the fuck out of here. This nigga too. The left side Billy of her Paul? body is gonna be mad at her today. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga raping the shit out of her. That nigga trying to pump her alive. Give me five. Y'all sit y'all nasty out there. Hey, hold on, man. Y'all stop disrespecting the yin yang twin. Y'all gonna give him some respect, man. Let him battle bizarre. Hey, man, that's been this episode of Crab Facts. If I owe you something, you can get it from God. Nigga. God, God, God.